The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is officially live in Ohio. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime and anywhere right here in Ohio with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code CONTEST will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings has the best features including same-game parlays, player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use code CONTEST to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CONTEST. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 and over and physically present in Ohio. Valid one offer per first-time depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.co slash oh for terms. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I am, as always, Alex, and I am joined by Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Hey, Alex. Um, To go back to what we were talking about last week, so Genesis happened. Um, it was really good, but uh, in fact, I'm a, I am don't know if you know about this. I'm a Sheik player, and uh, a Sheik main in Melee actually got to Final Two, and it was like a huge deal. He, he did great. Really, really fun to watch. Um. But the winners were like obvious, and they were kind of like meh. But you know, shout out to all of them. Uh, fun stuff. Nobody cares about that. Everybody cares about Starum and uh, Jumbo kissed Shuri. Like we, like I have, I've, I've taken like four thousand words of notes in the past week and a half, and that is that. That's it. That's the end of the show. E show. <laughs> like that's that's all. Like that's. <laughs> Which you, we're went at. In, you went right into the deep end there, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. A little bit. All right. Um, we will obviously have to mention that. Um, first of all, though, uh, Dylan will not be the only person on the show today. Well, hopefully. Um, we have asked Scott, our good friend Scott, to join us to do a review of the Joshi Dream Festival show. So that was the uh, the 60th anniversary of Cork and Hall show. So um, he's a busy guy, so he's not around right now. Um but hopefully he'll be around towards the end and we'll do we'll do a review then and that'll be the three of us. Uh but for now, 
you're stuck with just Dylan and me for uh, all of the stardom stuff. And boy, was there a lot of stardom stuff. So today we had a dual press conference. Uh, we had the first press conference, which was just some build up to the, uh, the Cinderella tournament final. So we already knew the full card for that anyway. There was nothing surprising there. Um, everybody just did their promos, except for Siri and Humeka, who, in the spirit of Cinderella build-ups, you know, um, last year's Cinderella tournament, you know, Utami and Siri did the same and delivered a 5.5-star match. So in honor of that, Himeka has decided to also kiss Siri in the hopes of recreating the build to a 5.5-star match. So one yes. can only assume this Himeka and Siri match will get six stars because not only are they it's kissing, but Himeka is even better. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, dude, I like I didn't stay up for... for like, this is the one time I didn't stay up for a presser, and this is what happens, is Jumbo kisses Shuri. Shuri completely just stone-faced. Like, it's... It, like. You know, like you know, not to be a, a kiss judger type of thing, but uh, like the Utami one was way funnier, way more like you know, you know, chaotic. This this year, it just felt like Jumbo like kissed somebody who who did not want to be kissed, and like, but in like a very awkward way. Um, but it was very, it was something. Um, I think the response on Twitter was way funnier. Um, not by any of the fans because fans suck. Um, they're all <laughs> not funny at all. But uh, Micah. <laughs> Micah oh starts God. like panicking. She's like, "What the fuck?" Like literally, she's like, "She's like, no, 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 no." Like she tweeted, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> and then Sai is like, "Are you, are you okay?" And Micah's like, "Shut the fuck up! I don't want to talk to you right now." <laughs> oh man, it was so good. And then even at the next press conference, we'll talk about in a minute. Ruka started crying because she has a crush on Jumbo, and Jumbo kissed somebody else. Um, also, Micah oh. forgave. Micah forgave. Um, Himeka, like an hour later, and Saya called her a pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, man, I, I love this stuff sometimes. This roster is so funny. Like this, this, this company is so absurdly random. As we'll we'll talk about more in the next press conference, uh, things just happen sometimes, and everybody just yeah. has to roll with it. Like nobody has to go. What are we doing here? Everybody rolls. They just completely go with it, and it's amazing. Um, and I mean the the, oh, the, yeah. the Siri and Himeka thing is is obviously like a kiss of death style thing. Like it was meant to be a very serious thing, but because Siri just completely blew it off, it is so funny. Because Siri is just like, "What? What did you do? I'm gonna kill you!" Like it's Shuri's it's like, like Shuri was like, "I have kissed many people before. This means nothing." Mm -hmm. Like like she she she's like still faced. It's like, dude, I did this last year. Like this ain't yeah. This ain't <laughs> this ain't new to me. Okay, I've kissed girls before. It's like. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. Waking up to that, like, who was it? Was Jordan? Did Jordan tweet it that he was like, I went to the bathroom for a minute and I came back and Jumbo was just kissing Shuri for no reason. <laughs> that and sounds was, like a Jordan yeah. thing. That, that sounds very Jordan. Yeah, that is the, the kiss that shattered the world. Um, after that, we had... Um, the press conference for New Blood 2. So they were announcing the card for the second New Blood show. We talked about it recently. They had announced uh, two matches uh, already, and um, we got the full picture of the card today, although they still haven't announced the X. But um, 
I, I kind of have a good idea of who that is. We all we all kind of do at this stage. So the uh, New Blood 2 press conference, uh, it started with the announcement of our opener, which is Hanan and Hina against Just Tap Out, Tomoka Inaba, and Aoi. Uh, my best big friend, fans. Aoi. Big, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big, big fans of us, Aoi. Close personal friend, Aoi. Um, <laughs> I have been in crisis ever since seeing Aoi on this show, uh, or this this video, because I I have I have have such extreme gender envy <laughs> for Aoi. I was just like, this is this is it. I've I've been in spiral uh, for hours since seeing this because I just I want I want that. But uh, I believe it. I like yeah yeah. I I understand. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's been a, a very interesting very interesting time. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's it's really cool to see Aoi and Andina back. Obviously, they stole the show last time, especially Aoi. Uh, she looked fantastic and on the last show. Um, Inaba and Hanan kind of continuing their thing, and I really strongly think they're going to do a future of Stardom Championship eventually, uh, which is which is dope. building too. I, I this is very uh, new, not new to Stardom, but like <clears throat> they don't usually run like the longer type of feuds things, and I think with this new blood thing, they could really do that because they could like keep it isolated to like once a month. So like you know like obviously this is the like the first feud so to speak is Han and Inaba but like eventually like it would be really dope to see you know like um a long term feud between like teams or between wrestlers that are kind of isolated new blood and it makes it so that it could just build up more because uh that's one thing that Starm doesn't do a ton of is like long longer feuds like if they have a long feud it's like a years long feud more than it is like a you know I don't know I I, I I'm sort of talking on my ass, but I really like the way that they're doing this. Okay. Um, it's cool to see um, Hanan teaming with Hina as well, you know, kind of a cross-faction thing, but obviously they're sisters, so why wouldn't they team up? Um, so that's, that's kind of nice to see. Um, yeah, and they're the sisters that are cool with each other. They are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and hopefully th- this means because Hina is there that kind of Inaba or, or Aoi can get a win here. Um, just cause... I think Inaba. Yeah, that would make the most sense to me. Um, I don't think anything much of note was said in the in the promo, other than you know everybody hitting their uh, their catchphrase. Um, after that, we had the announcement of the second match. Uh, we got Gato moves Yuna Mizumori against Lady C. Um, so this is going to be an interesting match, I'm sure. There'll be a lot of chops and stuff. Um, but the the press conference for this was was off. It's not like I. Hyuna Mizumori apparently was on the internet and she came across Lady Gaga. Uh, she said this specifically. Um, I found Lady Gaga and I want to be that. So she was trying her best to be this like over-the-top pop star. Um, it was kind of weird. And it, it was it was amazing. At one point she started to sing. Like she just serenaded Lady C. Oh, it was great. Lady was C great. just had no idea what to do. Lady C was like broken between corpsing uh, just straight up laughing and trying to get a word in, but was kept getting cut off at every moment. It was it was the funniest shit I've I've seen in so long. Like Yuna committed to the bit fully. Dude, she has had one match in this company, and like she has she has the she has the fucking guts of a of a fucking large sword wielding anime character. Um. Like it's it, that was a reference. I don't know if you know that. Um, but no, it it was insane. Like 
she started singing to Rossi. Mm-hmm. And like, this is like she she's met Rossi at most twice. Like I like <laughs> like I mean sure maybe they've met before, but like maybe three times. Like that is insane that she had the like I don't know. It was it was wild to me. It was a good song too. I, it was really catchy. Um, yeah, she she did uh, offer that if Rossi liked the song, he could make it into a CD. So <laughs> we might be getting that. You know how you like making single. money. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> Rossi's oh, gonna He's gonna get his own uh, crush gals here, but off the back of Unum is a more. She is. She is the. She is the crush gal. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> the neo crush gal. No. Um, there was like I don't know who was in the audience. I imagine it was just wrestlers. I don't know if there was any like prep because it was like six people. But like they started clapping, and Lady C was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? Why the? This, what is? Really? That's what gets like you guys clap for that?" <laughs> and I thought that hilarious, man. You, Yuna's great. Also, like if you haven't seen her in ring or on Matt in Chocopro, uh, she's really good as just a wrestler in general. But she's also uh, incredibly confident in her bits, and you gotta respect that. Yeah, I'm surprised she is on this show. I didn't think she would fit the the new blood criteria, but they haven't really established what that is. So I guess it's just whoever they deem worthy of of being in there because she debuted in like 2018 or 2019 which i thought would put her over the limit um and i think it's like a bit older than than the majority of people so the, like for the most part it's people who could lose more than anything you know what i mean like like and that's like that sounds weird but like the reason why you aren't going to see like an utami on a new blood show outside of, well actually she was on the first yeah i don't fucking know actually never mind because <laughs> like yeah that's they're weird also Miu wasn't on the show or yeah on the show. yeah i was surprised by that as well given the first one was this, built around her <laughs> yeah it was like her show yeah <laughs> but yeah i don't know new blood's weird but i like it it's, yeah, it's it's, uh, they they kind of cycled people in, as we see with our next match, which was uh, the Stars team of Saeeda and Momo Kogo. They will take on uh, Yuko Sakurai and Rina Amikura of Colors Girls Pro Wrestling Unit. Um, so it, with the demise of Actress, uh, well, the exaggerated demise of Actress, where they said that they aren't going to do wrestling, but continue to do wrestling, um, they did away with their brands, uh, Beginnings and Colors, and colors was always a thing from Saki. And so Saki was like, well, I'm going to keep colors going. And it's basically her, Hikari Shimizu, Yuki, Yuko Sakurai, and Rina Amikura. And they, they, they ran a show. Um, they, they have been running color shows, but also popping up everywhere. Um, so it's, I, I didn't expect to see them in stardom because they work very closely with Ice Ribbon. Like uh, Saki and Hikari are the, the Ice Ribbon tag champions. So I wasn't expecting to see any of the colors group here, especially since they're involved with nomads too, which I thought would be completely um, unfriendly with stardom. So very cool to see them here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I don't think nomads necessarily unfriendly, but it's definitely like a. Well, I get what you mean. Natsu it's an thing, and Natsu didn't seem to have the the friendliest exit with stardom, based on some of the indications I've read. Um, I would have thought it was a bit of a no-go. But I guess because it's just a one-off, like, young person show, it doesn't matter. Um, but either way, it's cool to see Sakurai and Amikura on here. Uh, Arena Amikura is somebody that a lot of people are very high on. She she gets a lot of praise as, as a big prospect in the scene. So 
I imagine her and Sai either are going to do some really cool shit here in this match. You know, I'm pretty sure she's the only one of colors that I haven't seen wrestle. That would, yeah. you, that would check out, yeah. I think she's mostly done like, Ice Ribbon um, and Oz. That makes sense. So I don't know if you watch either of those. I watch Oz occasionally, but not as much as I used to. All right. Uh, speaking of Oz Academy, though, uh, we had an Oz Academy regular announced for our next match, which is a weird match altogether. It's Mirai and Ami Sore versus Wakasuyama and Momoka Hanazono. So, um, me, my con, Momoka Hanazono is is going to be in stardom, which is not something I was ever expecting because um, she's. I was very confused. She's very much <laughs> just like a, a Joshi indie kind of wrestler, where she just floats around from place to place and does bits like i had no indication she'd ever be in stardom um but she she wasn't at the press conference she did send in a video promo that kind of gave you the essence of momoka and uh, she's going to be a perfect tag partner for waka they're they're going to be just the perfect pairing yeah one yeah. percent uh they're gonna die though so that's unfortunate <laughs> sadly yes um speak waka was very weird here i don't know if you saw her promo she seemed like very upset waka's been weird she has, that's true. But she seemed completely offended and upset by by Ami and, and Mirai. And I was kind of like, okay, what's what's the deal here? Maybe it's because she knows Ami from, from Actress. And she was like, hey, do you remember me? And Ami said, no, who are you? And uh, that probably pissed her off because she got very angry before uh, reverting back to her normal state. Um, so that's, uh, that's an interesting match. Uh, Hannah Zono is a weird wrestler because she was... Um, I don't think most people remember this. She was announced as the GM and first women's wrestler of this Super Delphin project. You know Super Delphin. I think everybody knows him by now. I do. Yes. yes. Yeah. It, it was called 2.5 Dimension Wrestling. And it was going to be like this YouTube show with like two different ideas. Almost like great where they have the, the UWF side and the, the G Pro side. And it was kind of like that where he had two completely different ideas for the company. Um, that would be run as one thing. And Hanazona was announced as his GM of the women's side and the first wrestler. But the promotion just never started. <laughs> like She was announced for like six months ago and it's just completely not started up at all. So um, who knows? Gotta love that. Yeah. Gotta love that. Um, which is very on brand for Hanazono, I will admit. Um, she, did, she does a cool spear. She used to be a rugby player. So um, look out for her spear. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Um, we are. That was the last of kind of the new matches. Uh, the the next two bits of the press conference were just building matches that were already announced. Uh, the first one was Suzu Suzuki and Mai Sakurai. Uh, Suzu slapped Mai, or no, Mai slapped Suzu. Mai slapped Suzu. And Mai will be dead come this show. Why would she do that? I, like, why would you slap Suzu? I mean, Suzuki? I don't understand. What are you trying to do here? I mean, judging by this press conference, uh, she already is brain dead. So, I mean, there's not much more you could do because that was just, <laughs> she just got her head. Like, she slapped her and then Suzu just started banging her head into the table yes. over and over again. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, yeah, that, that's, that checks out. That's exactly what you should have expected to happen. <laughs> I just, uh, it, it was so, uh, it was fucking so my soccer ride, man. Dude, she's, she's the best. I love her. Um, she's the worst, actively. <laughs> yes. But, you know, she's very funny. Um, so that was uh, an interesting thing to, to do. And Suzu, Suzu is just going to murk her at, at this show. And it's going to be amazing. Um, 
And we had the promos for the main event, which is uh, Mina and Unagi and X versus Kid, Raka and Rina. Um, the young OED squad just didn't really care. They had Starbucks. They they drank their Starbucks, which annoyed Mina. Raka was crying. Yes, Raka cried, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Um, it's because she's she's jelly of Sherry. Yeah, that's you know that's fair. I I can understand that. Yeah. Um, Mina and Unagi, I am too. I am too. That's fair. Uh, Mina and Unagi were quite funny because Mina was like, "Yeah, no, we we definitely have an ex. Like, don't we're gonna show you. You've annoyed me. We have a really good teammate." And then Unagi was like, "Yeah, we uh we don't know who X is. We don't we don't have one." So, um, I just I watched this. I watched this, and even though I didn't understand anything that they were saying for the most part, I just watched and they were bickering, and I was like, "These are all children." Yes. Even though, um, even though two of them are double the age of one of the other ones, <laughs> like, um, the all children, that, definitely. Uh, the fact that they haven't got an ex is further indication that it's going to be Haruka Umesaki that they will they will be scrambling for a tag partner and they will face Luminous and they'll be like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to team with us? We we can beat up Starlight Kid, please, please help us, please." So, I assume that's what's going to happen uh, based on this promo where Starlight Kid was like, you have no friends, tell me who X is. Like, it can't be Tam, so tell me who it is. And, and Mina and Nagi were like, we don't, we don't have one. So, you know, it's it's definitely going to be Haruka. Uh, um, it was just very... I don't know. It has to be at this stage. But... When do you, when do you think that they uh, steal from TJPW again? <laughs> Um, I don't know, quite honestly. Uh, TJPW is recruiting TikTokers now and shit, so um, I don't know how that works out. Yeah, very cool. But no, um, fucking, what's her last name? Mariko. Uh, is that? Oh yeah, Mariko Kobashi. Yeah, it, I Kobashi. Don't... I knew it was one of the fucking famous wrestlers, but yeah, Kobashi. Yeah, I don't really see that. Um, because when she first announced that she was leaving TJPW months ago, she was kind of like, I, I have, you know, I want to pursue a life outside of wrestling i want to go to school and get jobs or whatever so i'm not sure a stardom run would really help her do anything outside of the ring given how demanding the stardom schedule is so even if she did yeah. with wrestling i doubt it would be for a full-time promotion like stardom um so i i wouldn't see that at all honestly i feel like if actress girl still existed she'd probably go there it does. And Otherwise, I will. don't know. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, I can't see her anywhere else, really. No, and she might not do wrestling at all. She might just come back to it someday when she feels like it. Because um, that's more what it felt like to me of, I'm not retired. Didn't she say, I, might be I am far from over? Yeah, her thing felt like it was, I don't want to wrestle anymore because I want to pursue a life. But... I also don't want to close the door on wrestling completely. So I could see her coming back in a few years' time um, to either to TJPW or to somewhere else. Um, well, we said that about Konami, too. And here we are. <laughs> That's true, yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll have to say, talk about that later. Um, but that was, the, that was the press conference for New Blood 2. Uh, very entertaining in and of itself. You don't even need to speak the language to, to understand a lot of the jokes, because... They're so exaggerated in what they do that you can completely understand what's going on. Like, I don't speak a lick of Japanese, and I can I fully understood Mina and Unagi being like, "Yeah, we don't have one." 
and how much that just let the the air out of the balloon for them. Um, so you know, good on the roster for making them entertaining, even to to non speakers like us. Um, the Mesaruga Azumi segment was also very funny. Um, we didn't talk about much, but that was that that had some funny bits to it. They were just like Azumi was just amazed by like Mesaruga's energy. It was great. Yeah, so the twelve hundred is is well, just under twelve hundred. It's it's a really good number. Uh, a lot of other promotions couldn't draw that for for even some of their bigger shows. So um, it and it's a good indication of how popular Stardom is and just how well that they're going to do with this venue regularly now that the the restrictions are lifted. Um, given how you know low key some of their lineups are, I don't see them always getting over a thousand. Um, but you know even getting close to that mark for, for some of their shows is, is really good. Um, and as we saw with this show, having that many people at Corkin just, it makes the the energy of the show f- so much better. <laughs> I think we can all agree this was, it was just so good to have a, a crowd that was mostly full, that were reacting to things, and it just sounded way better than usual. Um, and it helps get yeah. into this a lot more. It makes them all a lot more exciting. I know all of these matches were uh, positively impacted by the crowd, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, mostly because it's not one we've had for for a long time. Um, but even then, just Stardom Cork and crowds were always no- notoriously good, um, yeah. from our perspective, anyway. Um, yeah, on to the opener. Then we had Tekla beating Lady C in about five and a half minutes. Um, and this was the solid opener. They kept it short. Um, they didn't really show out a lot, uh, but you know, I thought Tekla got a, a solid win. Yeah, the the one thing that like I I took from this, I don't know if you paid attention, but Tekla mentioned that this is the first time she's wrestled a Queen's Quest wrestler, and I was like, oh yeah, like in singles matches, that makes sense. She's never wrestled any member of Queen's Quest. Oh yeah, at all. And she also has never been in the same match as Natsupoi, despite them being in the same team. That's wild, actually. So, like, and, and the way that I was thinking about it, it's like, you know, obviously I'm a bit biased, but, you know, Kamatani, uh, Utami, and Azumi are three of the best wrestlers in the company. Natsupoi is probably top five or six as well. Uh, and Tekla just hasn't wrestled any of them yet. And she's already doing really well. So I mean, like this this theory that we've been running with that's like once she once she gets a little bit of of breathing room, she's gonna be insane. Um, she literally hasn't wrestled like half of the top tier wrestlers in the company, <laughs> so that that's really crazy. says something. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, that she's delivering so, still. Um, and yeah, that's uh, I don't know what that has to do with Tackler versus Lady C, but you know what, we will continue on. She's in Queen's Quest. Lady C's in Queen's Quest. No, because Tackler said it in the pre match. That it was the first time she's wrestled Queen's Quest wrestling. Right, okay. Because I, I thought we got away from it, and I was like, I, I don't want to get back on track. <laughs> let's just go <laughs> let's just go past it. Um, the next match was the stars team of Momokogo, Hazuki, and Hanan, beating Waka Skiyama, Mina Shirakawa, and Tam Nakano of the Cosmic Angels. Um, Hazuki pinned Waka in just over eight minutes. Well, about eight and a half minutes. Um I thought they, they tried to give Waka a bit of shine towards the end by having her kick out of some of Hazuki's big stuff. Um, yeah, she otherwise... kicked out the, the Bombs Away version too. That's, that's, yeah. That was actually pretty big. That was a big kick out. Mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise, I didn't take much away from it. Um, 
I feel like all of these Cosmic Angels tags are starting to run together on me. Um, yeah. And uh, aside from them kind of giving Waka some, some shine towards the end, I didn't really take much away. I think Cosmic Angels is in kind of bad shape right now. Because um, I'm at the point where it's like Oedo Tai is firmly ahead of them in just like enjoyment levels, and I don't enjoy Oedo Tai all that much. Uh, so that's a bit concerning for them. But uh, yeah, the, the pre-match was also interesting. It was in English. Uh, Tam said, I am the pilot. Mina says, I am the chief cabinet attendant, mm-hmm. because mouthful. And Waka says that she is a stranger. Why? Because <laughs> she's strange. That's why. I don't know. Like, she just said that, and then they walked away. And I, it, it, it felt like they were, like, beginning a fucking... Um, visual novel type of thing like it was like a like you know like i don't know doki doki literature club but on a plane uh (laughs) (laughs) that is what cosmic angels are in my opinion um but yeah that was i don't know what what that means your guess is as good as mine really with waka i have i have no clue anymore um the next match on the show though was a 10 woman tag it was miyu amasaki Hina, Sayakamatani, Utami Hashishita, and Azami of Queen's Quest beating Momwanabe, Starlight Kid, Fukigen Death, Raka, and Rina of Oedo Tai. Uh, Hina pinned Rina in about 11, and, 11 minutes and 20 seconds, I guess, with uh, what is reminiscent of uh, the big ending from, from Big E. Um, I miss Big E. I don't even watch the anymore, and I miss him. <laughs> yeah, that's, I yeah. mean... I guess that 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 works. I guess, um, kind of. <laughs> um, anyway, the, on this match, they did a lot of heat on Miu uh, for a match that only went eleven minutes. I felt like there was a lot of heat on Miu. Then Azumi got in and fought back, and then they got heat on Azumi. And I was like, all right, that that's that's fantastic. <laughs> um, so you know, obviously, once they kind of got going the the usual pairings did some good stuff and even you know rena and hina down the stretch um but there was just a little bit too much of the uh the nonchalant heat for me you know where they were they were like yeah. their boot into Mew's face or whatever and i was just i was like i don't really not really arsed ironically this felt like a better like i i didn't mind this as much i felt like this was like as good of a match as they are going to have in this sort of template uh, so I was just like, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I had to watch it and I didn't hate it. So that was that was kind of where I was. Also, Queen's Quest won. So like I was happy at the end, at least. Um, yeah, I thought it was fine. But I get what you mean. They they love throwing the young wrestlers in there and just getting heat on them for five minutes straight. Yes, it's, uh, With it's no interruption. Great... I know it's it's fantastic. Um <laughs> Yeah, on to the next match. Mm, 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 mm. No, no. Post-match, post-match. Oh, yeah, yeah. Queen's Quest were like, yeah, let's decide who who's our leader. Um, I don't know. I actually I actually wrote this all down. I found it very funny. Oh, okay. um, so Azumi says, I have been in the ring. I have been a wrestler for the longest. I am all of you guys' senpai, in fact, so I will be leader. Lady C says, well, uh, I used to be a teacher, so my leadership... My leadership skills are through the roof, so I'm in charge. And he is like, I just won. I just won the match. God, like what? I also want to be here. And then Utami's like, I was good last year, so that means I should be the leader. <laughs> and then Saya, uh, forehead says, I am literally like the strongest wrestler in the company, 
and uh, I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the champion right now, so uh, I'm going to be the leader. And then uh, they were like, okay, general election next month. Don't know what that means. Uh, also, this is like five months too late because like Momo left a long time ago. <laughs> and they're just now realizing, huh, maybe we should like figure out how, how, how this group works, maybe. Um, but I just hope there's no like shenanigans or betrayal because I don't feel like dealing with that right now. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Uh, the general election thing, I know DDT used to do it. I'm pretty sure it's just a vote, like the fan vote. Um, and they will decide the leader at the next Karkin, which is in early May. Uh, I don't know the exact date. Be later. Yeah, it'll be a good uh, indication, the, obviously, of who is popular in the group. Because obviously, it's basically just a popularity contest at that rate. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see who gets voted as the leader. Like, will Utami get more votes than Saya? Will Miu get as many votes as, as Hina? Oh, Miu's not in it, I don't think. She shouldn't be, which which makes sense. Miu um, literally said nothing. She was just looking around like, oh, they're, they're talking now. That's crazy. She really <laughs> faded into the background very quickly after that debut, didn't she? Like, yeah. It's weird, because like, like, she just hasn't been wrestling that much, it feels like. like and when she does wrestle, it's very un, unnotable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in compare, like I feel like she has like the same amount of matches as fucking uh, Sore does. It feels like, and Sore has been here for fucking a month less than her. Like, sorry, I'm swearing a lot. I swear, like, you are. I have, I have no idea. As well. You're worked up here about me. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just felt like she completely went into mid card obscurity very quickly after her first two matches, where they really put a lot of spotlight on her. Uh, and she doesn't even win the matches either, so it's kind of interesting. They, like they, they're protecting her to some degree, but they also aren't going all in on her, which is is kind of interesting. Um, and they've just kind of let her go into the background a bit. Um, but you know, as for the for the Queen's Cross leadership thing, it's it's definitely be interesting to see who gets it, who is really the most popular one. You know, is was the Utami push did that work, or is Saya more popular? You know. Somebody like Saya going to always be more popular than than the Utami type, um, which is going to be interesting. I think Azumi should win. She, she probably should, but like I don't know if she'd win a fan vote really, as a, compared to Saya. You know. Yeah, it's because like Azumi, Azumi's gotten a lot more popular lately, and I I'm very happy about that. But uh, like Saya is like top tier in terms of popularity, so I don't know. Yeah, you know, Saya is, uh, Saya is the future, man. She's the golden phoenix for a reason. Um, she gave herself a nickname, too, after this, I think, that she's never mentioned before, but I I forgot to take note of it. The, um, the chief of stardom? Something, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm the chief. And I was like, wh- why? <laughs> Hi, chief, chief Saya Kamatani? Yeah, that's... Um, <laughs> Sure. She's, a, she, she's actually the she Rock's. Would... She's the Rock's brother, or sister. Right? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I didn't even realize. Um, or maybe I, th- I think it was maybe she said I'm the chief of the white belt. Maybe was that? No, it? she said she's the she's the white belt queen, the chief of stardom. Oh, okay. That's um, sure. Why not? I guess um, it's an interesting name. Um, sure. Uh, she just after... loves all all types of complications. She's that's just her thing. She's an she's awkward just human. It's as complicated uh, as possible. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's obviously not as awkward as most of the roster, but she is she's a very awkward human. <laughs> um, 
But anyway, that's enough about Queen's Quest. Uh, on to the next match. It was a second round match in the Cinderella tournament. It was Saeeda beating my Sakurai uh, in just under six minutes with, I believe, the Idabashi uh, she used. Um, no, she used the Irigan. Oh, yes, yes, even better. She planted her on her face. Um, I thought this was interesting. My Sakurai's strategy was I'm going to big dick energy my way to a win here by like booting Saya and, and hitting her hard. Um, which isn't going to work against Saya, and Saya let that be known by beating her up back, um, and I, th- I thought that was pretty good. Um, yeah, like it was, it was a pretty solid outing from Mai. Uh, she she did a few couple of good big boots, and uh, she let Ida just kind of beat her up. Then when she she got back into it, uh, Sakurai hit the hog log, which is the first time I've ever popped for my Sakurai move. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, and then yeah, Ida one with the Edagon. I love the Edagon. It like the Diamond Dust. I think it's it's the proper name. Great, great move. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's really cool. Um, and it's good to see her use that as a finish because it's it's very visually pleasing as as a move. Because you know, wrestling yeah. fans are all uh, sadists. We like to see people spiked on their head. <laughs> oh yeah, it um, looked gross. I loved it. It did. Um. Speaking of gross, uh, the next match was another second round tournament match. <laughs> it was Natsupoi beating Unagi Sayaka in uh, just under five minutes. Um, so the thank you to Stardom for, for airing this. So they showed a clip the previously their, on Stardom. Yeah, of, of their <laughs> GP match where uh, Natsupoi brought out a rubber band and used it to... Uh, well, she accidentally hit uh, Daichi in the dick and also hit Unagi with yeah. the uh, the elastic band, which is a ha- obviously harkens back to the days of, of Oedo Tai and then Chris Wolf, who uh, would put the uh, elastic band in people's mouth and then run up the stairs with it. I, I'm going to be depressed for the rest of the day just remembering that Chris Wolf isn't wrestling anymore. <laughs> that, yeah, that is a regular occurrence. Um, but it was it was actually Unagi this time that brought the uh, the rubber band to to the ring. And she Daichi, brought eight of them. Yeah, and Daichi found it while patting her down before the match, and he was like, "What is this? What what have you done?" Um, and it still ended up with Poi and uh, Unagi on ep- opposite sides of the ring with a band at its 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 fullest. Uh, Natsupoi, I think, accidentally let go, and it smacked Daichi in the hand, and then smacked Unagi. Um, yeah. After that, we knew it was chaos. Um, and honestly, I thought it was a good match. I thought they. They did the teases for kind of the eliminations a lot better than most of the the wrestlers have in this tournament. Um, you know, yeah. Natsupoi going for the cartwheel on the rope and getting pushed off and almost losing. Uh, her going for a springboard, but uh, Unagi had the the rubber band and knocked the back at her and almost knocked her over the ropes. Oh, they were very good uh, elimination teases, and then they got into the finishing stretch very quickly where uh, Natsupoi just threw Unagi on her head with her sick German suplex and then put her away fairly quickly. Um, so, you know, this I'm is... I'm shocked not... that she, she won so clean over Unagi. Yeah, no, as as well as I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am as well. Uh, especially because, you know, it's the Cinderella tournament, but I guess they do see Poi quite highly, so I guess it makes sense that she'd she'd get the win here. Um I, I do think though that this was one of those matches that perfectly sums up what the Cinderella is when it's good. You know, they worked in the teases, kept it short, packed in the action, just very good match and obviously very different to other matches that they will have, um, just because of the the confines of the tournament. 
I also thought the comedy was just well done in general. I thought the, I think, uh, you know, uh, not to be, not to be, not to get on the nerves of the gatekeepers around there, but uh, I think Natsupoy has really come into her own uh, <laughs> personality-wise lately. And I, I, like, she's had personality since like her first run stardom when she like was really new. But like, I feel like she's really like became incredibly comfortable uh, in the past few months or so. And just like in ring wise, comedy wise, just everything. Uh, I think pairing her with Koguma a bit more has been nice because um, I think Koguma brings the best out of people. And uh, I, I just think I just think Natsupoy has been killing it lately, and she's incredibly well rounded. So um, happy to see her get get a little bit of shine going to the semifinals. It's very dope. That is fair, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad Natsupoy went through. Obviously, we'd kind of talked ourselves into a Unagi win, but I mean, the potential of Natsupoy against, you know, Mirai and then, you know, if she goes to the final either Koguma or Hizuki is, is great and... Uh, yeah, all, all three of those matches sound great, yeah. Yeah, and maybe Poi will win um, and we won't be allowed to celebrate because, you know, we, we weren't fans back in 2013 you know, don't want to jump on the bandwagon there but, you know... We'll when she was see. 15 years old and not wrestling <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I was my my account was locked when all that happened, so I I would have completely directly told people they were being dumb for, for acting the way they are, but my account I, like I couldn't. Um, I was very upset. I almost did, but I was like, I I ain't, I ain't getting into this. See, I knew I was in the right because uh, I am not going to write essays telling you how to be a fan of a wrestler, and I think that makes me the good person in this situation. I have written essays on how to be a fan of a, of a wrestler and that wrestlers could get to. And if you don't listen to all the things I say, then you're wrong. And like <laughs> fans, huh? <laughs> yeah, can't stand them. Can't stand them. No. Um... If you weren't there, if you weren't there when she cooked cup noodle while beating the shit out of Natsuko, I don't want you in the in the. Yeah. I don't want you in the cabinet, brother. Yeah, get that hashtag Kagetsu for Cinderella out of your fucking bio now. You fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, speaking of bandwagons, our next match was Koguma beating Julia uh, in the second round of the Cinderella tournament. Um, that kind of works because Julia did have a bandwagon for a while, but now everybody loves her. Um, yeah, they do. There is yeah. no, there is no divergent you know. opinion on Julia. Everybody loves her. She is the the greatest worst wrestler of all time. It's great. Yes, yes. Yeah, I respect that. That conclusion. Um, and Koguma is just the greatest wrestler of all time. So Koguma is Koguma is beast. Yeah, this was this was quite fun. Uh, some of it was a bit too cute, like when they got on the ropes and did the forearm exchange. I was just like, why are we doing this? Um, but for the most part, it, it was pretty good. Um, they obviously have an established dynamic to play off there with, um, you know, Koguma having beaten Julia before. And they kind of bring that intensity into every match, and then I thought they did the uh, the elimination spot really, really well to uh, kind of keep it going. And Julia did the bear pose after, which is just the best. I love. I it. didn't see that. Holy shit! I'm gonna go back and watch she that. She kind of like oh, aggressively. So... She kind of aggressively did it, but she there is photos of her like posing with Koguma, giving in and doing the bear pose. So. I I love stars right now, but I need Koguma to lead a faction where everybody just dresses like bears. And that's just yes. that's that's just how they wrestle. Like, yes. in fact, start a company. Koguma needs to start her own company <laughs> um, called Kuma Pro Wrestling, oh and just they all they all dress like bears. All of their names are bear puns. I will I will fly to Japan and go to every show. Like I, I <laughs> like that's I need that I need that, my man. 
what's what's the, what's the podcast going to be? Kuma Quest. Yes, that's perfect. Yes. Also, uh, <laughs> me and me and widescreen were talking about it. We, you know how we were talking about like the uh, who mains who in like uh, fighting games. Yes. And whatnot. Uh, yeah. Well, in in the newer Tekken games, Kuma is a character, and <laughs> I was like, I was like, there is no. The thing about Koguma is that she would not play Kuma. I don't know why, but she would be like. I'm I'm already a bear. I don't need to play as a bear. Why would I do that? Because it that's just exactly what that's Koguma to a T. Is that she is Koguma, the one game where you could play a literal bear. She'd be like, now nah, I'm be Kazuya, <laughs> just for the bit, just for the bit. Oh man, I I love Koguma. She's she's great. Um, when I when I picked her as one of my top two favorites in Stardom, I didn't think it through. Um, but it it becomes more true. Every, every time she steps in the ring, she's fantastic. Um, yep. Speaking of fantastic, though, our next match was a the I think it was the last second round match of the Cinderella tournament. Uh, Saki Kashima beat Mayu Iwatani in 17 seconds. Fantastic shit. Um, I think there's obviously not a lot to dive into with a 17 second match, but I thought they did the so thing much is... really well. It was a well yeah like 17 seconds, especially because. They, they did the first revival, and I think everybody was like, "Oh well, Saki's gonna win." But then Mayu reversed that revival. Everybody was like, "Oh shit, Mayu might win." But then they they just went back into the revival for for Mayu to lose, and I thought that was a bit of a genius twist to to not just have her lose to that first revival because obviously a lot of people, um, we've obviously seen people lose instantly to one revival, um, but for Mayu to get out of it and almost reverse it and then lose was a good subversion there of expectations. I also love that uh, Mayu's knee-jerk to just, like, starting the match was to tombstone Saki Kashima. Yes. Like, that was the first <laughs> move she tried to do. I'm just like, yes, that is like that is what you should do, because Saki's, like, lanky, so every tombstone looks like she breaks her neck, mm-hmm. and it's great. And I, I love that Mayu, like, kicked her in the face and then went for the tombstone three seconds into the match. I was like, that's what you're supposed to do. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I thought like this was surprisingly well done for 17 seconds. Like there was like it was enjoyable, you know, and I think a lot of like, you know, a lot of matches that are this short are like hard to like recognize as like, oh, that was really good. Like that was that was a fun like that was a fun 17 seconds of wrestling, but it actually was. Um also I found it funny how the roles have reversed cuz uh, Saki in Stars a few years ago wrestled uh Hazuki, who was in Oedo tie. And she lost in like a minute and thirty seconds. And Hazuki carried around a, a stopwatch with her um, mm-hmm. to taunt her constantly. And then after this match, uh, Starlight Kid handed Saki the the stopwatch that had seventeen seconds on it. And I thought that was a cool little role reversal. As you know, obviously it's not Hazuki, but it's it's flip flopped. Weird how things change so quickly. Very much so. Um, and that was kind of it. Uh, I, I know Mayu after the match was very confused. Um, I think she she had um she had a slightly updated gear as well for the show and then just only only wrestled seventeen seconds. Um, but she didn't <laughs> seem too upset. I mean, the the interviewer was like, "Yeah, so you kind of lost and you you lost very quickly." And she was like, "Yeah, it, it is what it is. I don't care," <laughs> which is very Mayu. Um, and yeah, with that we should go on to the next match. Uh, this was Amisore and Siri of God's Eye versus Himeka and Micah of Donna Del Mondo. Uh, these two teams wrestled to a 15-minute draw 
which uh, we should have seen coming. So they do, to an extent, want to protect Amisore. Because if they didn't, she would just weird. Here. I know, I know. They get a bit overprotective like, sometimes. It's uh, I don't think it's needed, but they. they I'm I'm anyway. I'm worried. I'm worried for for Sore. I'm gonna be honest, because she's good. She's she's a good wrestler. She's especially for only being in the comp- in the business for like a year and a half or so, uh, if even that. She's she's decent, but it's gonna be really hard to live up to like the level that they almost present her at. And I felt like that kind of shined through here. I feel like this is like her first default performance that we got to see because obviously she was trying extra hard with Shuri, and then like the the matches like the tag matches he's been in have been pretty like low effort um, just because they're nothing matches. So this was like the first match that was like, you know, her at like her cork and level literally. And I was like, okay, she's good, but Shuri kind of had to carry the workload for a lot of the match, um, which is understandable, but I, I, I just don't know if I would put Sor- Sore on the level that they're putting her on right now, personally. I mean, she's very clearly the the number three of the group. Um, yeah, and they, they're they do just get a bit overly cautious. Like, I don't I don't see them pushing her um, that high up the card anytime soon. Um, yeah, she is still trying to find it, um, and I kind of knew that would happen. I didn't think she would hit the ground running in any way. Um, but she is somebody who, when she does put it together, will be very good. Um, but for now, she's still trying to get into that groove with people, still trying to to build up various rivalries and stuff like that. Um, my main takeaway from the match, though, was, was you know, Himeka and, and Siri did some fantastic stuff here. Still not quite on the level of what I want, um, as far as, you know, sound-wise from, from Himeka. Like, I want her to beat the shit out of Siri with these lariats, but uh, it's okay, because Siri is kicking the shit out of Himeka, and that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Himeka's a great seller, and she sold everything really well. Um, one thing that I found funny was Micah and Shuri did like some grappling early on, which was good because I think you know obviously Shuri is good at grappling and Micah is uh, also pretty good at grappling. But afterwards, Micah posted somewhere, maybe on Instagram. I, I, it, Micah is like my favorite social media in the world. Yeah. She is old, like I like I I click translate like you know like the the auto translate yeah. and it's I always laugh. She's all, <laughs> like she's always getting into something. Something's oh, like she's just she's just fucking hilarious. Um. But she she was like, damn, I did judo all my life. I should probably learn how to do some fucking jujitsu. This bitch blew me up. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I just like, like, and it was a picture of, of her and Sherry like grappling. She's like, I need to fucking start doing jujitsu now, damn. And I found that really funny to me. Gotta love Micah. But she was, she was like, this is fun, but I've done, I, I need to, I need to fucking prepare for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, after the match then, uh, Siri said, hey, you know, we, we've been teasing a new member of God's Eye, and we have an announcement for you. And on the big screen, we see Konami pop up, and she gets a massive reaction. Like, this crowd was, yeah. you know, big, whoa kind of reaction for, for Konami. And Konami said that, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to come back, and the only place that I could go back to is God's Eye, and I'm coming back only for Golden Week. So she, she's kind of getting a bit of a part-time run here. Uh, for a couple of shows in tag matches uh, to kind of team with with Siri a bit. Honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like a reoccurring thing. Um, not like super reoccurring, but I feel like she'll probably have like a Kyrie st- schedule where it's like, obviously Kyrie got injured, so we don't know exactly what the plan was for her schedule. But I imagine, you know, like uh, every once in a while, you know, 
once or twice a year, she'll probably show up and hang out with Sherry for a bit. And I like that. I think I think this is really cool. Um, do you do you think do you agree or do you think this is like literally like she's she's gone after this? <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it'll depend when we see it. Part of me does think that it's it's very much a partially a last um, run send off thing, but I don't know. I thought that about the last one as well. Um, so maybe it's just a hey, you know, you're in my area. I'm feeling okay. Can I just do a couple of matches? And they they said yeah, because I mean most of them are big tags as well, so she can she can be protected in them. So yeah, um, I don't know. I I like I like her being the the like the she's better was for weird. God's eye than than anywhere else, especially not yeah. Like this would be better than the away to Tai Konami without a doubt, dude. Dude, uh, my theory, like my kayfabe theory. Is that she just fucking hates Mama Watanabe so bad that she can't? She, she was she she was like, yeah, I'm gone, and then Momo joined. She's like, oh, I'm definitely gone now, damn, bro. Like yeah. I, that that's that's my head cannon right now because that's hilarious. Is that like you know obviously the TCS thing? Fuck you, Momo Watanabe. Fuck you, Queen's Quest. Um, and then Momo joined, like Momo follows her to Oedotai, and she's like, I'm I'm a go now. Bye. <laughs> I, I find that hilarious. Yeah. No, they did kind of... I uh, a lot of things hilarious. You do. You do. Uh, you'd swear you were high all the time. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, I'm just easy to please, man. That's fair. <laughs> um, they did kind of address that a bit afterwards because Starlight Gate and Momo came out and they were like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, what? It, it's, you, you took Konami? Um, I thought Kid's approach was very funny because she was like, oh, wow, I didn't think the Red Bell champion would do such a thing. But how could you? And I was like, this is this is so ironic because Siri didn't care. She was like, yeah, uh, yeah, I should have said something. I'm not really arsed. Uh, didn't you all say that losing Konami wasn't important? And that shut them up very quickly. Um, and Dude. so they, they, they kind of teased the uh, that... Um, you know, Konami and, and the way to tie would wrestle during this this little stint. Um, but I, I thought the promo was very funny with just how Kid was really overacting. Uh, despite being in my uh, uh, Kid hater era, um, I <laughs> you got here just in time for me to shine Kid. No, um, despite being in my Kid he- hater era, I did love this promo. I thought Kid being like, "Wow, you really lack professionalism for a Red Bull champion," and then Sherry's like. You're a child. I don't care how you feel. Leave. Like I was like, yeah, that, that's. I agree. Um, and I, I thought that was really funny. It was. Um, Good promo. Been, Good promo. Yeah, we've been joined by Scott. Uh, hi, Scott. Hello. How are we doing? We're we're good. Uh, we we didn't expect to talk this long about the Korakin, but you know, we we've got sidetracked <laughs> on occasion. Um, Who would have thought? I know, right? I'm shocked. Um, we are just getting on to the good stuff though Um, so I don't know if you have many thoughts but you you can feel free to chime in uh, whenever you feel like Um, the next match that we have to talk about was a quarterfinal match from the Cinderella tournament it was Koguma beating Saeeda in just under 5 minutes uh, with a roll up Um, Dylan this seems like a match made for you so how did you enjoy it? I wrote down this is the Stardom Quest match. Like this is this is this is this is the first match that me and you would book. If like if Rossi gave us like the book for a day, it would be Ida and Koguma just for like 
nine hours. That's it. Like, no, I, I actually thought this was really good too. Um, I was happy. I wanted it to be good, but I was like, it might just kind of be, you know, like a match. And I thought this was like actually actively really fun to watch. I thought that there was a great urgency to it. Um, they both did great spots. Ida fucking took a German on her neck. That was gross. Not even on her neck, on her head. It was, it was disgusting. Um, yeah, Kogamo was a real, real beast in this one. And I, I really enjoyed it overall. I, I don't know. A part of it is definitely bias because obviously there's two of my favorites, but I just, I just loved everything about this match. Yeah, Scott, did you enjoy this one? I did. I did. I thought Kogamo was kind of like the one day MVP. I thought she had two really good matches. I don't know yeah. if you guys liked the Julia match, but I thought that was very entertaining. And I thought this was a lot of fun. I do wish it had more time because of obvious reasons, but I thought for the time that they had, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, as stars, I thought they had a cool uh, chemistry, and I'd love to see them do it again in, like, the five-star or something. Oh, hell yeah. Five-star match would go crazy. Yeah, I I, I also lo- I just found it very wholesome that after the match, Kokomo, like, went up to Ida, and she's like, she just hugs her so tightly. She's like, that was awesome. They, like, it was, it was just, it was really sweet. Um, And, yeah, I, I actually really like the Itabashi reversal into the uh, Kuma roll mm. or the Charlotte's web, depending on who you ask. Uh, that was like a really clean uh, little sequence there that got Koguma the win um, and puts FWC in the finals, which is, or semifinals, which is dope. I, I mean, that's what we wanted. Uh, when we saw the way that these were kind of, these matches were playing out and I'm happy that we're going to get it. Cause um, I think Kazuki has just improved since she, had that first match back, and I think Kogma's obviously improved since then as well. So I'm interested to see how they do, um, how they do in the in the semifinals. Yeah, and um, obviously it's a rematch of of Hazuki's comeback, but you know, um, Hazuki has in the last month or so, I would say, really found another gear to herself, um, and the Momo feud really kickstarted something in her. Um, and obviously Kogma's just getting better and better as time goes on. So I think they will absolutely blow away that first match, which was good in and of itself. Um, but they'll definitely blow it away here. Um, uh, speaking of people who deserve praise for their performance, though, uh, the main event was was Mirai beating Saki Kashima in another quarterfinal match of the Cinderella tournament. Um, and I thought Saki the, on this night was was fantastic. Um, and this performance of the year for her. yeah, and it's so one of those. It's it's one of those where Dylan and I often say that she's you know doing heat or whatever on certain shows or she's not trying too hard and then you see her here and she just works so well with mariah and that's what she can do with everybody if she's given a chance and she's put in a big spot she will almost always work through her opponent really really well and i thought this was a really good match that really showcased mariah a lot of what mariah can do um but saki really kept the pace up really kind of worked off mariah very well and um generally just put mariah over pretty strong Honestly, uh, I think like top top ten wrestlers all time, um, Saki in Cork and Hall singles matches specifically. So Cork and Hall singles matches for Saki Kashima, maybe like twenty fourth, but still that's pretty high. That's pretty high. Like it's <laughs> pretty high, you know, all time. Like. <laughs> you put so many qualifiers on it, only to put it twenty fourth anyway. <laughs> hey, top twenty-five is nothing to nothing to be afraid about, you know. <laughs> no, but why would you say top ten and then I put her there? Because, <laughs> like, you know, 
just, like uh, no people's gate was great this match was great but you know i, I thought about it for a second i was like damn there's there there's been like 15 members of Wado Tai that have been better than her. So maybe <laughs> maybe maybe top 10 is a bit is a bit much. Right. That's that's um your mind works in such mysterious ways. <laughs> it was a good joke. It was a good joke. I'm it funny. was. It was. Yeah, sometimes you know people sometimes are probably like you know all of those reviews we got where we're like why does Alex do this with Dylan? This is why you are cracked out of your mind, and it is—it is so fun. Um, Dil- or Scott, I know you're a huge Mariah fan. So, what did you think of this match? I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I think you know it was asking a lot for Saki to follow up the match of the year with this, and you know I thought she did really well. Like like Dylan said, and like you said, um, I think Saki can be a good wrestler. It's just a matter of if she feels like it, and on this night, you know, in the she got the main event and she felt like it. So it was really cool to see her actually do things instead of just do the Oedo Tai stick, which could be, you know, kind of like, oh, this is happening. I'm not really going to pay attention. Um, and I thought Mariah was great as well. I mean, she, you know, I think a lot of people are seeing, you know, what she could have been in tjpw and now she's just a absolute star if i think um someone said this on twitter i think it was armani um he he made a good point if you were just tuning into this show no other show you would think mariah's the biggest star in the company because of her reaction the claps with the crowd and the go home uh you would think she's the biggest star and i think she's coming off as a bigger and bigger star every time she wrestles and i thought her and saki worked really well and made it feel as important of a match as it should have which uh is a credit to both of them yeah and i think yeah the, I, I agree the thing with the clapping i, I know when she started trying to get that over and uh, i think dylan and i pointed to it of if she gets this over she's made and she has got it over like the crowd oh, post-match the crowd kept doing it and she had to like keep quieting them down because they were they were clapping so loud and so so much that she couldn't do her promo. Like that's how that's how much the crowd is into it, and, that, and that's a really good sign. Um, and even her her little show closing thing of uh, lock on, I think it is. Uh, I think yeah. that's I think it's a really cool little thing to end shows with as well. So she's really got all of the makings there of, of a big deal. And the soul, yeah. Don't ever forget the soul. No, couldn't forget the soul. <laughs> the mass producer, the mass producer of soul. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, so-called free thinkers. When Mariah enters the ring, they just, they just, they just be clapping. In fact, I watched. Uh, I don't know if it was this match. It was one of the matches I've seen in Mariah. I think it was the, the match we'll talk about later uh, on the festival. Uh, I watched it with my with my niece, who's like five months old, six months old, and I got her to start clapping because it was. With, with the beat and i was like yeah you know it, it was very wholesome it was a very wholesome moment indoctrinating the next generation into mariah's of course we enjoy course. it we stand um <laughs> but that was uh that was the corican show uh it took us a while because there was so many matches on that show uh it was it was quite loaded um and with that though we are on to the reason why we asked scott to come on here uh scott is a very knowledgeable guy about joshi as as well dylan is as well um but on April 15th, uh, there was a 60th anniversary uh, celebration for Cork and Hall. Uh, it was called the Joshi Dream Festival. Uh, we previewed it a bit last week where we took a look at the card. Uh, it did, in fact, air. It was on pay-per-view and it went around the day of. So 
lot of people have been able to watch it, so we decided to review it and just kind of talk about the show and some of the matches. Um, the attendance for the show was 1,251 fans, so that beats out Stardom's number, um, but you'd kind of expect that for you know a big celebration uh, at Cork and Hall featuring so many promotions and so many different fan bases. Um, but it's a good number for, for the Joshi crowd to draw. Um, I think it was beaten by the New Japan and All Japan number. I'm pretty sure that did more. Yeah, but that usually usually day, twos, usually day twos get just higher numbers naturally. Yeah. Scott, do you know the number for the, the Puro one? Uh, it was 15. I don't know. Some, uh, it sold out. That's yeah, definitely a... Uh, the, there was a bit of an advantage there but even still i think it's cool that the joshi show was so close to it because for a long time like puro was just schooling joshi and a lot of that stuff so it's good to see that they're uh the playing field is a bit more even now i mean yeah i, I feel like uh when you look at it there was definitely like a, a dark age for just all of puro um i guess mid-2000s i mean not noah like i think noah was the prime uh not you know, in the dark age type thing, but you look at it and Joshi, it felt like had like double the amount of time where it's like, it's like for male Piro, it sort of like fell out in like, you know, the early two thousands came back in by 2011, 2012, roughly Um, for, for Joshi, it was roughly around the same time, you know, like uh, 2002, 2003. And it didn't really come back for a, a while, depending on how you feel about the Yoshirai era kind of thing and how popular that was um so it's it's interesting to see how close they are how similar they are nowadays uh in terms of just popularity yeah and, and so much of that has to do with with kind of the re-rise of stardom um obviously i have a question yeah mm. do you guys think they would have sold more tickets had say utami or julia or shuri wrestled yeah I don't think necessarily. Like, do you think um, they would have got closer to selling out? Well, it it depends on what you mean by wrestled. Because, like, if they put, you know, spoiler, we'll talk about it a little bit later. If they put Hashimoto against Shuri on this match, then yes, they would sell more oh, yeah, tickets. Yeah, but, yeah. but like, if you know, they swapped out Koguma for Mayu, and they swapped out, you know, Saki from Colors for you know, Utami, I don't think it would have moved the marker that much. Um, but I, I, it's 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 a valid you know discussion to be had. Well, to be fair, the marker was only like three hundred more tickets, so I, I'm just yeah, that's true. That that's out true. Loud. I, or you know, you put like Aja Kong on the show too. Like, yeah, yeah, I know she's back. So like, you you put some of the other big names that weren't on this show. It just it just makes me wonder. Yeah, I'm surprised Aja wasn't, but I suppose she was. She just came back like just before uh, this was set up, so I can I can see why. They didn't have a spot for her, sadly. Yeah, it was a shame. Um, Would have loved to see her against against the Brief Sisters. Um, <laughs> anyway, with that, we should get on to the card. Uh, the opening match was Maria and Rico Kawahata going to a 10-minute draw. Um, this was our opener. Uh, Maria from Marvelous and Rico Kawahata of T-Hearts, uh, by the way. Um, thought this was good as far as an, uh, you know, an, an opener goes. It's kind of uh, the typical opening style we've become used to where two wrestlers, you know, two or three years in, they kind of do a lot of the basics, but they do them really well. You know, a lot of good forearms, uh, some some kind of high spots, very high pace, uh, just generally really enjoyable for, for the 10 minutes it went. And um, 
I thought they both showcased themselves really well. Uh, Dylan, what did you think of it? I actually, I, I liked it a, quite a bit. Maria remarked afterwards that uh, her and Rico roughly have the same experience level, yeah. uh, roughly the same height, roughly the same weight. Um, and despite them being in similar circles of the of the Joshi sphere, they've never actually wrestled before, and this was the first time. Um, and it is not the last time because they've already started like a, a massive feud now, um, just a few days later. Because it's like, well, not massive feud, but you know, they've it's it's continuing, which is really cool. Um, I think they work really well together. Uh, and yeah, they they whiffed on notably like a few kicks, like quite a lot. Uh, but near the end, Rico just started fucking maiming her with some of her kicks so i was like i don't i don't mind it looks great um and yeah ended in in 10 minutes with the draw and i thought that was fine yeah um rico is is kind of funny because sometimes she will just completely miss people with her stuff and she decides to just shoot on them a bit (laughs) um i remember there's a a rico kawahata and rico kaiju match from seedling where it kind of felt like it fell apart but in to, to make up for it they just started hitting each other a lot and i thought that was fantastic um scott what did you think of this one this was probably my second or third favorite match on the entire Uh show uh you know they they did have you know a couple misses but it was kind of like expected out of Mm -hmm. their experience like you said rico can miss sometimes but they do make up for it and i think maria's just really taking advantage of Mio Momono not being there for Marvelous. Like, I think she's taken advantage more than anyone in that company, you know, going kind of everywhere to wrestle. And she's really improved overall. And, you know, I, I feel like she has a presence about her that she didn't have, say, a year ago. Um, I've always been a big fan of Maria, but there's just something about her that's clicking. And uh, I really enjoyed the match. I thought they showed a good fire. and It was a great way to kick off the show. Yeah, no, Maria is um, Maria's having a great time for herself so far this year. Um, anytime I've seen her, she's really shown out. Um, I thought these two really yeah, kind of worked I, well. I brought it up to you the other day. We were, I, I was texting you. I was like, I feel like Maria is on every wrestling show I watch at this point. Like, <laughs> like I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow she showed up on, or tonight she showed up on Dynamite. Just because I feel like every single time I watch a wrestling mat, a wrestling show, it's like, oh, Maria's here. That's wild. And like she, she, I, I actually agree with with your point, Scott. That she kind of took the ball from Mio Momono, who was really the the journey woman of of last year with the with the guyism stuff, and just going to wave, being a big presence there, and just you know pretty much being a big presence everywhere. Um, I think Maria's really really trying to pick up um, where where Mio left off, which is a very uh, heavy heavy burden to bear, considering Mio Momono is one of the best in the world. But I think she's not disappointing. So uh, good for her. <laughs> She's not shit, <laughs> and that is that is good. She is not bad. She is not terrible at wrestling. So um, that's that's huge. Fantastic. That's huge. Um, speaking of not bad, uh, the next match on the show was Asahi of Ice Ribbon, yeah. Kreya of Pure J, and Kaho Matsushita of he Ice goes, Ribbon. Hey, eh. <laughs> they beat Canon of Sendai Girls, Madeline of Diana, and Nanami of Diana. Um, and I, I mean, this was definitely upstaged by the opener. Um, but as far as, you know, rookie matches go, rookie multi-person tags, um, they all did fairly well. There was obviously some some strange spots, but for the most part, I thought everybody did their job. Um, Madeline stood out to me as, as somebody who really performed very well. Uh, Kreia didn't do a lot, even though I'm a big fan of Kreia normally. Um, 
she definitely didn't really gel with anybody else in the match all that well, I thought. Um, and yeah, like this, this was okay. Nobody embarrassed themselves, but uh, it definitely wasn't as good as the opener, I, I thought. Um, I don't know, Scott, would you agree? Yeah, I, I, I didn't get much from it. I mean, Asahi is legitimately like Ice Ribbon's next baby face slash everything that they have besides Ibuki Hoshi <laughs> after May. So, like, not great. Um, I I don't remember much from this match. I remember Madeline doing her thing because she does that. Um, but that's about it. There wasn't much to it. I was kind of looking forward to seeing how Asahi did because I was like, okay, well, in terms of, you know, their company, she's kind of now going to be in the biggest spot and she just... I don't remember anything she did, so there's yeah. that. Um, yeah, the match was whatever, I guess, overall. Yeah, it was it was pretty forgettable for me, but I do have some beef with Kreia. Uh, she's great. I love her. She's, In fact, she's probably the wrestler I like the most um, out of this match, but I, she, she won with a, with a really dope looking submission. Um, like it's a, it's like a torture style inverted sharpshooter is mm-hmm. the best way to describe it. Um, and I looked it up cause I was like, Oh, I wonder what she calls it. And I looked it up. I looked like, I looked at her Twitter and she called it the sky day special, which is, it's fine, but it's, it's, that's a different move. That's the okay. angel twist. So I don't, like I was very confused because I was like, "You, you didn't use that move, create. Like, what are you, you know? Like, I don't. Okay. I want to know what to call it. It's a cool move. In fact, I really like that move. In fact, I would put that on my creator wrestler if I could. But like, I, it's that's not what that. That's not that's not its name. Uh, see, I, I'm not sure she's ever used this before. Um, I watch a decent amount of Kreia, and I've actually never seen her win with this. So I, I don't know if that would be on her her Twitter or anything. I, that's the thing is that she's like, oh yeah, I used it. It was the it was the Sky Day special. She did. All right. I was like, okay. that's not yeah, no, that's, that's not what it's called. Wow. How <laughs> like, dare she? How how dare she do this? Should have known that the 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 move guy of, of Stardom Quest was gonna was gonna come for her after it. But no, I thought <laughs> she's she's really good. I actually really enjoy her. Um, she's one of those. I think PRJ has a lot of good wrestlers that you don't really hear about enough. Because they they just produce really good wrestlers. They do, yeah. No, Kreia and uh, Akari, and uh, we'll talk a bit about Chie, I guess, later on. Um, the next match on the show, though, was Hibiscus Me, Sakura Hirota, and Yuki Miyazaki beating Kaori Oniyama, Tomoko Watanabe, and Yuki Mashiro. I keep forgetting to list what promotions people are from. Uh, Hibiscus Me is from Ryuku Dragon Pro or something like that. Uh, Hirota and Miyazaki are from Wave. Uh, Yoniyama represents YMZ, which is her own group. Uh, Tomoko Watanabe represents Marvelous, and uh, Yuki Mashiro is from Ice Ribbon. Uh, so this was the Galaxy Rand match of this evening. Uh, Sakura Hirota was playing <laughs> all of the hits, all of her, all of her shit. Like she did the, she did the suicide dive fake out. She fell on the ropes. Uh, she actually did the suicide dive. Um, but the highlight it was beautiful too. Was it was very good. Her, her suicide dives are great. Um, the highlight of the show though was when Hibiscus Me got everybody to just stop and have a meeting and then sang to everybody. The singing was a trap for her to hit a crossbody. Yeah. She missed. <laughs> yes. When I tell you, I was in bits with laughter because I was like, oh my God, the singing was a setup. And then she just missed. And 
wrestlers missing a, like diving moves on purpose is the funniest shit ever to me. So from then on, I thought this was the best match I've ever seen. So there's a there's a reason why uh, Hibiscus and and Miyazaki versus Prominence is one of my favorite matches of the year because every single spot that they almost did was blown. And it was all purposefully blown, and it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god! Like, we're not talking about that match, but the the biggest spot of the match was supposed to be Miyazaki putting Suzu Suzuki through the table, and Miyazaki just just she stepped on the table and it broke, and it was just <laughs> that was the it blew the entire spot. Like the the big spot of the match was like a crash and br- just she just she stood on it and it broke. And that was it. Um, and that's that's just like, that's them. You know, the Hibiscus, me, Sakura Hirota, Yuki Miyazaki. Uh, three of my favorite wrestlers. Um, unfortunately, because this was on like TV pay-per-view, they couldn't come out to Offspring. Uh, but they did do the T-Pose dance with uh, all of the like most prominent names in independent Joshi wrestling <laughs> doing it with them. Like they got fucking, they got Hashimoto to do it. They got you to do it. They got Mio Momono to do it. Uh I wouldn't be surprised if Shuri was in there. I don't know if she was, but like, like just everybody was there just doing the dance with them. It was a great time. They dressed, they were dressed like Guy Fieri. Um, and yeah, I, I, I loved everything about this. Like those three are, are just three of the best wrestlers in the world. I, their, their comedy is incredible. It's amazing. Uh, Scott, you're a bit of a fun guy. What did you think of this one? I like any time uh, a Hirota matches in the middle of a card. Cause it's like, it's not like the reset, but um, it's like a palate cleanser. You know, you kind of just – and it wasn't really in the middle of the card. There's still so many matches to go. But if you go into these matches expecting to just have fun, you don't have to be a work-rate nerd, you'll have a great time no matter what. Um, anyone that we doesn't should, have a great start time – calling people nerds more. That, yeah, great. I agree. Uh Anytime you go into a Hirona match and you don't have fun, that's just your fault. Okay, that's just it your is. fault because, <laughs> yeah. because then you'll get like the Mio Momono Miyuki Takase Hirona uh, like tri- uh, triple threat type match from last year, and you're like, oh right, she can do that too. Um, yeah, but this was a blast. I I just had such a great time, and really, it's just you had a great group in there, not just Hirona, obviously, but. It just works so well, and I hope anyone that watched this that might not be a, you know, maybe they're just a Stardom fan and you watch this whole show, uh, I hope you learn to appreciate uh, these types of people. I know comedy's not for everyone, but Hirota's the best at it, so it was a lot of fun. Also, there was there was a portion of it that was uh, that was a bit more work ready. Uh, Miyazaki and um, Watanabe did really good, like, Haas stuff for a bit um, before... <laughs> dude i'm reading my notes and i'm remembering the spots and i just am loving this match all over again because I, I totally forgot about the spot uh they were like just laying it in on each other and then miyazaki drags hibiscus in the ring pantses her and tomoko watanabe was like what the fuck and then miyazaki fucking larry there he gets her it was so good it was such a good spot um also Hiroda did the the akira hokuto cell which Sorry, I, I thought, I I thought I the thing it. disconnected. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Craig's getting tired of me talking about how great uh, the the wave girls are. Um, I just loved everything about this man. It was so good. Craig isn't the only one. Um, <laughs> the, the, Fuck you. The, wow. <laughs> the next match on the show was uh, Chie Azora of Pure J 
Koguma of Stardom and Manami of Sendai Girls beating Lady C of Stardom, Riko Kaiju of Seedling, and Yuko Sakurai of Colors. Um, I didn't really take a lot away from this match until Koguma and Riko did the uh, the high speed stuff. Um, aside from that, I thought it was just a decent enough tag. Um, Dylan, I don't know if you you agreed. It seems like the kind of match that you'd love for some reason. Uh, yeah, I actually really like this one. Um, How did I know? Pokemon's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, who would have thought? Um, especially considering last week I said this is the match that I am looking forward to the most out of this entire week. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I think Koguma bumped her ass off for Rico, um, which is really admirable. She didn't really have to do that, but she did. Um, also, to start the match, uh, you could really tell how isolationist stardom has been until recently because... Like, four of the wrestlers in the ring, when Minami screamed, were like, oh yeah, she does that. Lady C and Koguma looked like they had just seen a murder happen. Like, they were so, like, they were so confused and concerned. And, like, it just it just was on their face for the first three minutes. She's, they're like, damn, this, this motherfucker screams a lot. And it was, it was great. Um, everybody knows I'm a big Minami fan as well. I think she's really, really good. And she worked really well in this one. And, uh, yeah. I thought that kind of just... I think these are like six of the best supporting characters in in Joshi right now. Um, if if that's... I don't know if that's like an insult to any of them, because I don't mean it that way. They're all really, really good. But they're all just like... They're the wrestlers that make things connect well, like in tag matches and whatnot, um, and in multi-mans. So I, I enjoyed all of them getting a little bit of shine here, and uh, Koguma got the win. All right. Uh, Scott, you want to chime in? I forgot Lady C was in the match until you just told me. Um, so that, that's probably on me. Uh, I, I'm with Alex. I thought the Koguma and Rico was by far the best part. I was like, wow, I need this match, you know, now, tomorrow. Um, you know, we, we're on to New Blood 2, and we still don't have any Rico Kaiju on it, so that's a big loss for us as uh, stardom fans here. But um, it was fun. I mean, I said to Alex this week, I was like, wow, you guys are big fans of Minami. And Alex said, well, we just said she was good. I was like, exactly. No one ever talks about Minami. And that's not a shot at her. It's just, true. It's just no one talks about her, um, you know, especially from the Sendai group. And um, I think I think she's been really good this year. Um, and uh, she was – I like that Dylan pointed out that they were just so afraid of when she screamed because I was like, no, that's fair. I mean – if that was the first time I ever heard it, I'd also be terrified. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a uh, a very out of left field gimmick, um, to say the least. Um, and it's over too. That's that's the crazy. Like it's just it's very over. <laughs> like before the match even started, she was just doing it, and everybody was like, "Yeah." They weren't paying attention to the wrestling. She was just <laughs> she was just yelling on the apron. I was like, I agree, I agree. I would also be paying attention to Minami. She's great. <laughs> yeah, she makes it work. Um, the, the next match on the show then was uh, Kyoko Inoue of Diana, Leon of Pure J, and Sunoko Kato of Oz Academy beating Akino of Oz Academy, Ayako Sato of Diana, and Ridin Hagane of Pure J. I didn't realize until now how uh, both teams had people from the same promotions like that, um, which is kind of cool. Um, as far as kind of like the veteran tags go, I didn't hate this. Um, I thought, you know, Kato and, and Akino can still move pretty well, and they were doing some some kicks. Uh, Sato was hitting people with her tray, like the queen she is. Uh, Leon, I didn't think, did a whole lot. Um, but Kyoko it, it was better than I've seen her in a while. Uh, she did some yeah. hot stuff in there for a little bit uh, with, with Hagane, I'm pretty sure. And... Um, 
generally it, it was it was well worked you know they kept it 10 minutes and it didn't feel like one of those uh veteran matches where they're kind of just slowly making their way around the ring uh for the most part everybody can move pretty well and uh they're doing all right and then kyoko had to win by beating hagane because that's that's kind of Kyoko's deal. <laughs> yeah i i uh this is the first time i've seen old kyoko and i want to tell you i will never really? see her wrestle again <sighs> Damn, you have terrible taste. You have terrible taste. Uh, I am this not is one of the better. This is Kyoko. this is one of the better Kyo- like old Kyoko matches. That's the funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Like this was this was actively like like she did like I was like oh yeah Kyoko's actually kind of showing out. Same with the uh, Hagane. I was like oh the, like because those two are um, of these six I kind of expected the least from them just because they're kind of uh, the older hosses. They don't really like. I don't think Hagane you know, is that go old. Out of their way to do much. She's just like well never older generation yeah because she's 30 but you know you wouldn't think it yeah but you know like the 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 hosses of the dark ages uh as as we mentioned <laughs> um, i i i thought kyoko I, I was like oh yeah kyoko still throws one hell of a clothesline you know mm-hmm. she still does some good stuff um and yeah she did have to win at the end um, didn't have much to think or say about this obviously i'm a big akino fan but she didn't really do much outside of the first couple minutes and yeah um Disrespecting Kyoko and Noe, I don't know about that. Like, I mean, yeah, she's she's bad sometimes, but, you know. I she, said I won't watch old her. I will watch, like, her good stuff from back in the day. There was no good stuff. Oh, even even that stuff wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, so so Alex told me earlier this week. Kyoko, in a way, is, like, potentially the wrestler that I like the least ever. Like, I've never hated a wrestler this much, even though... I, I like she's That's she's fairly Jesus. good, I guess, but I just I hate her so much for, for no reason. Um, and t- I mean, I just think Takako was better, and I wish Takako was getting booked uh, a lot more. But um, I love she's Takako. just chilling, bro. No, anyway, she's we, see, we've made she's the legendary lady of pro wrestling. That she is. Uh, we've made enough people mad with that, so <laughs> we'll go on to the next match. Uh, this was the best friends of Arisa Nakajima and Tsukasa Fujimoto beating Ai Hosan of Marvelous and Eureka Oka of Senlei Girls. Um, Mystic Young Fox. Hell Woo. yeah. Um, I, you know, this was pretty standard. It wasn't exactly best friends violence, um, but they very easily just beat the crap out of these two. They're children, Alex. Yeah, that's never stopped them before. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> well, Tsukasa's moving on into her married life. She's a different person. She has to learn to not uh... have children, seeing as she wants some of her own. So that's yeah, that would that's be good. <laughs> Dude, I hose on through fucking shoot headbutts at Nakajima's chest over and over again, and I was like, "That's that's just great. Keep doing that. I appreciate that." Um. And then, and okay, I, I apologize in advance, but I have to get this joke out. Um, no. In the end, uh, <laughs> Sakasa Fujimoto won the match and gave Ihozan a little bit of respect by beating her with the Queen's Landing. Shouts out to Biba Doobie one time. Biba Doobie? Why wouldn't you go all in? <laughs> You've got that fact. Because, no, uh, you know, Biba Doobie's a good band. Uh, uh, good, good band, good music. How niche is this joke that you've just made? It's just for me. It's just for me. <laughs> okay. do, do, people, do people who are both named Beatrice, one of them invented the Queen's Landing and the other one invented uh, uh, I Want to Be Like Stephen Malcolmus. Um, so, like, you know, it's, it's, you know, one of them's better than the other at their respective craft. Um, I assume you guys can guess which one's which. But, yeah, shouts out Peepa Doobie one time. Okay. All right. 
Uh, Scott, what did you think of the match? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember what match we're talking about anymore. <laughs> that just broke my brain. I am so gone right now. I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, the the best friends not fully. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, it was fine. It was fine. I thought Eureka Oka looked good. I'm a big fan of Eureka Oka, yeah, so she's great. I wanted to see how she looked there. Um, Ihozan looked pretty good, um, and then the uh, best friends won. So that's that's essentially you know, what happened. Eureka Oka, my sister's least favorite wrestler. What? Wait, I, why? I was I was I was watching her on on the TV in the living room. Like I was watching a match from Sunday Girls, and my sister like came in and just was watching for a few minutes, and she's like, she moves so slow, and I'm just like, I this was. This is just not. It's it's an opening match. Like it's not. And she's like, oh no, she's ugh. and then she walked away. And I was like, damn, damn. she hit that bad. Wow, I believe your sister got wow. canceled. It's disgraceful. <laughs> a week <laughs> after her birthday too. That's fucked up. Um, that's how it happens. Um, the, the next match on this card though was uh, the Cosmic Angels team of Mina Shirakawa and Unagi Sayaka uh, going to a 15 minute draw with Haruka Umasaki of Diana and Rin Kadokura of Marvelous. Uh, so despite this being a bit of a weird match on paper, uh, it really, really worked because Unagi was beefing with both of them and uh, there was so much intensity to this one. And Mina was just along for the ride. She was she was happy to to join in the, the beef. Um, but Unagi was really... The... Mina missed again. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of how she does. Um, but Unagi was really the thread here that kept it together by, you know, her trying to, to completely murder these two but failing because she, she can't murder people just yet. I wasn't super crazy about this match, so Scott Shock can take it. and awe that you didn't like I'm Unagi. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. You know, actually. I'm actually no. the The wild thing that I'm having to come to terms with is that like Unagi is just objectively better at me than Mina right now, and uh, yeah. it really hurts me to say that. And like, it's it just it. I am in genuine pain when I have to say that. But <laughs> yeah, like I mean, of of the wrestlers of the match, I'd say uh, Unagi and Rin showed the best. Um, Umasaki was just kind of there and Mina was just, you know, in her flop era. So. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Scott, let's uh, chime in and just ignore Dylan and his uh, Unagi slander. This is the most. I didn't uh, even slander. (laughs) Silence. (laughs) This is the most charisma I've seen out of Rin in a while. And that's not a shot. That's like, I haven't, one, I haven't seen Rin in a while to be fair. And two, um, I thought I think her and Unagi just were really good at wanting to kill each other, so that worked really well. Um, I like you said, I kind of forgot Umasaki was in this match um, because it, I was really focused on these two and what they were doing. Um, I'm interested to see if Umasaki's actually X or not. Um, so I kind of was watching how she interacted with these two. Um, Unagi of, of obviously just kind of wanted to beat up everyone because that's kind of her whole thing nowadays but um the match was good overall i thought i thought for a match that you know the result was obvious um i was entertained the entire time which is pretty much all i asked for in a match that's obvious because you know sometimes i can just check out before halfway through when that happens yeah, no, they really kept it interesting with, with kind of Unagi and her fire going throughout it. And as you said, Rin is quite good. And I, I think a lot of the Marvelous Girls really excel when they, they have something like that to grab onto. Um, and it's been a while since mm-hmm. Rin has had such a such a storyline to kind of dig into. 
Um, so she was definitely in her element here, getting to to really go up against uh, Unagi. And Mina was bad. Like I need to, I need to specify. I did not think she was good in this. Yeah, and it made me sad. She's not been good for a while. Uh, I don't know what happened to her at all. Like it's just completely she got hurt. Happened. Yeah, I suppose. That shouldn't really completely I mean, knock her off. I don't know game, what got her. I don't know. Though. It's uh it's a strange one. Wild. Like it, it, it was a big fall too. Because mm. like. She was doing some really good work last year. Yeah. Real shame. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what happened? She became the Joker, and that's when everything... That's just... true. That's true. Broken oh, Mina ruined everything. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about like, that. I, I legitimately hate her two it's Joker terrible. matches. I hate them. I hate them with a passion. That Tam match was, I thought, the worst of the reign. I mean, some people probably feel other ways, but I thought it was so bad. Um, and she also got hurt. So mixing those together, I think she just kind of forgot how to wrestle. <laughs> Sadly. Um, for people who didn't forget to wrestle, though, uh, our next match was Team 200KG, which is Chihiro Hashimoto, Sendai Girls, and you representing Pro Wrestling Eve. Uh, they beat Micah Ozaki, who's technically a freelancer, but is basically with Ice Ribbon and Mirai of Stardom. Uh, this match was terrible because uh, Chihiro and you didn't get to come out to Bon Jovi, and that is a criminal offense in, in my Honestly, my that was that was my main takeaway from this entire show that I was upset about, was all of the wrestlers who didn't get to use their music. Because, like, Rico couldn't come out to Phoenix. Um, you know, Miyazaki and Hibiscus couldn't come out to come out and play. And and Team 200 Kilos couldn't come out to, to Bon Jovi. It's, it's really just... Really a shame. But I will say that this was my favorite match of the night. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, no. Um, I thought, like, as far as hot stuff goes, everybody was just in there chopping, hitting hard. Uh, you, I thought, was exceptional. She's been on a great run this year. Um, and she was very good, no matter who she was in there with. Um, and they gave us a lot more of Mariah and Hashimoto than I would have expected. And obviously, they worked really, really well together because Jihiro was up for it this time. Um you know, this isn't on the level of some of the the high end team 200 kg tags this year because they have had some great matches in Sunday Girls, um, but they were very much into this and they did deliver and uh, I thought it was a good match. Um, Scott, uh, you I know you've seen a bit of team of uh, Hashimoto and you. What did you think of this? I thought they were, I thought they were up to par with what you would hope for for them trying. Um, especially Hashimoto. I mean, I think Hashimoto's been trying all year. I think she's been really good all year. Um, she hasn't defended her title in eons, but that's another conversation for another day. Uh, I loved everything. Well, this is going to sound bad, but I loved every time they were on offense against Mirai because she sold it like death. Um, she sells really well. I think that's something I've been noticing, you know, for someone that's kind of a hoss, she sells really well, no matter who she's facing. Um, you has been, yeah, she's been on a different level this year. I think after what we all probably consider a down year for her, she's just been back and better than ever. Well, not ever. I don't know about ever, but she's been back and probably really, ever. really good. Yeah, maybe ever. And her chops are loud. And, you know, anyone that chops really loud is cool with me. So, that works too, but I thought I thought they were great. Um, I think anyone should check out uh, these two's matches from this year, especially if they want to see more of Hashimoto and um, you, because this is a stardom podcast after all. So I'm guessing maybe not everyone has seen what they are able to do in their best matches. 
Um, but there's some really good ones out there, and they're all on Sendai's uh, YouTube page for free, so you don't have to look that far. Yeah, Sendai is cool like that. They are. Sendai's probably... I mean, I, I was talking about it the other day. Sendai and Wave, uh, depending on your taste, are probably the two best companies, like wrestling companies in the world right now. Um, Storm's probably my third. Um, but Sendai's really killing it right now. But I want to mention, you two are both audio perverts, and it's really weird. Like, you know, like, you, like the the one time that you guys get like super excited about matches when it's like it was so loud, and I'm just like, calm down, <laughs> bro, God, like that's <laughs> y'all both do that. <laughs> but but no, I thought it was really good. Um, it felt I, I haven't seen. Fair, I don't like, like loud headbutts. Uh, they they disturb. Oh, me. those are the only, those are like the, those are the good ones. Those are like that's the I know, one, but like, they're terrifying. That's the one exception I have is that it's like if it's a good like head kick that sounds loud or a good headbutt that sounds loud, then yeah, I get it. But like chop sounding loud, I prefer a thud. I think thuds are cool, cooler in my opinion. Um, that's why I like the headbutts. Besides the point, um, I think that this is one of the first times I've seen Mirai get like steamrolled in a while. Um. Because even like the Shuri match, which was probably the last time that it could even be like kind of considered that, um, where I got like it was a, a lot more. Uh, it wasn't quite like this. I, I really liked Mariah's selling here, and uh, you at this point in the year, I haven't even watched all of the tag defenses yet. I'm catching up on them. You is like my my favorite non Stardom Joshi right now. Like I feel like she just hasn't really missed, and I haven't even watched all of her matches. Um, you know, and, and a lot of the matches I haven't seen are, uh, according to to people on the internet, really, really good. So I'm excited for that. I think Team 200K is, is Team 200K. Two, team 200KGs is great. Um, and I loved everything about this. They kind of humbled Mirai, and I like that. Uh, but also made Mirai really over with the crowd. And yeah, a lot of a lot of just gross stuff, like a lot of just real, real hard hitting stuff. I loved it. Yeah, that's that's really what you want from this one. Um... And after the match then, uh, Siri, of all people, got in Chihiro's face. And they, they both lifted up their championships. Um, and, and people... Siri didn't, didn't have her belt. She not? Come all on. All right, well, listen. Um, well, Hashimoto held up her two belts. And um, people were excited. Obviously, uh, Siri and Hashimoto have had matches before. Those are also on Sendai's YouTube channel. Um, I mean, Siri was in Sendai Girls for a while. She was, she was fairly pushed fairly well there. Um, and yeah. They're two and one. In singles matches. Ah, fun fact. Sherry, um, Sherry over Sherry Ho over Hash. Yeah, I I thought this was kind of just like a oh like a, a tease to be teased. Yeah. But then like Sherry did like an interview about it, like and talked about it at length. That's like, yeah. After after I I feel I'm I've defeated the best that Storm has to offer. To offer. I want to defend my my belt against everybody else in every company, especially Hashimoto. And I was like, damn, that's. More than I thought they were going to give it, so could be something. It it really feels like the scene as a whole is moving towards a super show, um, centered mostly with stardom. Um, don't want to speculate on it too much because it's you know there's been a few times over the past few years where it feels like things are moving towards that direction and then they don't happen. Um, but there's just so many seeds planted at the moment between stardom wrestlers and people from other promotions. And uh, a lot of these other promotions work together anyway, where I wouldn't be shocked if there was a big super show, like cross-promotional super show soon, um, you know, at a bigger venue than Cork and, and with actual, like, big singles matches. But uh, I don't really know if that'll be the case or if, you know, Siri and Hashimoto were like, hey, this will get people talking, let's do it. So, um, I don't know. You know, 
if we ever get free time, we should do like a, a fantasy card for a super show with the companies that we think would be in it. But that's that's besides the point. We we never have time on this podcast. <laughs> um, but no, I, I actually agree. I I've been telling you this for like a couple of weeks. That it's like I feel like we're getting into like the interpromotional type of era kind of thing. Like maybe not at at the level that you know uh, previous interpromotional eras in Joshi have been heralded at, but it feels like something big is brewing under the surface with things like this um and with the two biggest uh, um you know abstainees i guess would be the word is tjpw and ice ribbon um everybody left ice ribbon so that's fine <laughs> and uh tjpw is isolationist and they'll always be isolationist so it's not like you could really get too um butthurt over something that just doesn't really It'll never change, um, probably. So yeah, I, I think that we could be moving towards something. Um, as long as 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 long as uh, Shupro um, <laughs> apologizes to Gami uh, over over not putting her star on the cover, um, which I also think is kind of bullshit. But you know, we'll get to that. Um, right. Well, our main event of the evening was a six-woman tag match. It was Maya Yukihi. Mayumi Ozaki and Starlight Kid beating Nagisa Nozaki, Saki, and Takumi Aroha in just under a half an hour when uh, Starlight Kid surprisingly pinned Saki. Um, I've seen a lot of hate for this match. Um, generally, I understand because uh, the first half was a lot of uh, Oz Academy, Seki Gun stuff where they cheat and they cheat and they cheat and they beat up the baby face. Um, I didn't mind the the heat the heel heat stuff because they were using weapons and they were kind of keeping it going and keeping it moving. It like it wasn't ever just lazy stuff. They were at least doing stuff and you know using weapons and really beating yeah. down on them. Um, once the comeback came, I thought you know Nagisa, Saki, and Takumi they all have very good kicks, uh, as we all know, and I thought they were hitting hard in their comebacks and then. Once we got to the finishing stretch, everybody was just doing shit, and it was fun. So you know, I can understand maybe hating the first half of this match, but even like even at that, I thought the heel stuff was more interesting. Than what we're used to, given we watch a way to tie house show tags, um, and you know the yep. comeback was was exceptional in its own way. Uh, I know Scott, you detested this match. So um, how did you feel? No, about no, it? no, no. I detested the first half. Of all this right, match. okay. Well, the second half, I was all in. All right, well, you but take the it first, away there. And, uh... I thought the first half was never going to end. That was the problem. Uh, yeah, I've, I get that. I've seen Oz Academy matches. I've seen these, and they just. I can't believe she's been doing this for so long. Like, not wrestling. I think I understand she was a good wrestler, but I can't believe she's been doing this exact heel heat for so long. Like, that is stunning. That's me. fair. Um, and I can't believe how many people buy tickets to see it still. Like, that's even more impressive. Uh, but yeah, when they got the match going, I think it really started off with Takumi. Um, when she got in there, she was, you know, filled with fire. She looked like the Takumi that. I think we saw kind of during the five star. Um, I know a lot of people have been kind of like wanting to see that out of her again, but she's having fun as uh, with um, me in her tag team that I can't remember the name of. Um, I don't know if they have a tag team name. Anyway, I don't remember what it is. Yeah. yeah, but they've been having fun. So like, that's the kind of thing I feel with Takumi is like, yeah, would I love her to be having amazing matches at least once a month? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I would. But, 
you know, after her ridiculous knee injury, she can have all the fun she wants. She's also a champion. I'd like her to defend that title. But thought she looked good. Uh, you know, like Alex said, I thought Nozaki looked great as well. She's been really kicking ass all year. Um, she has. She had a great match, actually, what, two days later against Kohaku, which I think a lot of people should go check out as well um, from the Wave show. But, yeah, once once they got going and they stopped with the heel stuff, it looked really good. And I was stunned that Starlight Kid got the pin. I was literally watching. And I was Dude. like, oh, shit. I was like, this is, this is an attack on Dylan. That's it. No yeah, one else. It this, is. This is a no, direct I, I have heat. Um, I, I was heated. I was heated. But I thought Starlight Kid uh, brought a lot of fire to it. Like, she didn't do heel stuff. She just, you know, wrestled like Starlight Kid. So I thought that was interesting because she's very different from the rest of the field here. Like, a lot of the field strikers and whatnot, but, you know, she's high speed and what. A lot of the field are whatever. good wrestlers. Yeah, that's that's different. Damn, Dylan. Like, that's not. You know, Starlight Kid's a good wrestler. No, the kid's, you know kid's, kid's a good wrestler. Yeah, kid's a good yeah. wrestler. But it's I, I just, thought, you know. I thought she shined her. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, but uh, overall, overall, by the end, I enjoyed the second half. The first half was just like, man, come on. Um, you know, but the funny thing is, is that one of my favorite uh, matches, maybe not of all time, but one of my favorite matches that I just remember watching was a uh, Diamond Kansai's retirement match. It was her against Ozaki Gun, um, and it was just, it was just this with all of the heat. It was just that for 30 minutes. And then, and with old Dynamite Kansai, broken down Dynamite Kansai, and she eventually got the win. And it was like huge. Or did she win? <laughs> I don't even remember if she won that match. She might not have won that match, but it was, it was huge and it was really good. But they, they haven't changed in, in years. And I kind of respect it. Um, Oz Academy is that company that the day that Ozaki decides to, you know, leave the wrestling business, Oz Academy just isn't going to exist anymore. Um, so it's like, that that's why they buy the tickets really is that it's like it's it's ozaki and the others um and i think in in small doses it's really good so i i didn't mind the heat in this one i thought that like alex said it was very um specific and it was a bit more you know as somebody who's watched a lot of heel heat uh in in the past you know while i, I thought this was pretty House decent of torture exists to be fair Exactly. That's what I mean. Is that it's like I I found this at least you know um, enjoyable, and it was it made me excited for the the comeback. I, I in fact I out of all of us I feel the most down about the the later half of it because I felt like by then I kind of just wanted uh, some of the baby faces to go on more of a tear, but it felt like every right, like yeah. every half a second it was Ozaki Goon back in there, you know, and just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stopping them, but. <laughs> Now I think that's my main problem segment. with them, to be fair, is that that's fair. they'll do all the heat and then they'll win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get that. I get that. Where it's like they'll do all the heat and then they'll just not stop doing the heat and then they win the match. And that's <laughs> they simply they simply won. Um, but no, the one the, the thing about Kid in this match no. is that she. OK, I got worked. Let me preface this. This is me getting worked like this is not Respect. actual getting mad. I mean, it is, but it's not like in that way. Um, Kid got in the match after all three or not all three. Saki didn't wrestle in this match at all. Like, I'm not joking. She wrestled for the last three minutes and got beat up and missed it and lost. Um, But Nozaki and and Takumi got beat up by by Ozaki-gun for the first 15 minutes. And then Kid gets in there and Nozaki's like, 
I don't care if I'm supposed to be selling. I'm gonna beat the shit out of this this girl, and she beat the shit out of her for like the next ten minutes. It was great. It was wonderful. Kid barely got any offense in, and I loved it. And then Kid ends up winning because fucking <laughs> because Ozaki misted Saki in the face. Kid ends up winning, and then Kid is the solo cover of the Shoe Pro magazine. Because she was the star of the show, she didn't. She did two offensive moves in this entire match. She got her ass beat the rest of it, and she was the only. Like I was like, "Damn, that's wild!" And I was like, "I agree, Gami. That that is a shitty cover. <laughs> that makes no listen, sense." Listen, but... man, only stars get on covers. Dude, she was the least interesting part of this match. No, Saki was. So, so, I felt bad I for Saki. Saki was barely there, man. <laughs> like, I, she just I, I genuinely. I generally felt bad for Saki. Like I, I'm not like a crazy huge Saki guy, um, but she's better than she was given in this match. I think never met um, someone that is. <laughs> you're a dick. Um, but no, I, I I think that like <laughs> because she was like the lowest ranking member of her team, and because Ozaki Goon doesn't really do the whole uh, <laughs> giving other people offense type of thing. Um, she she was kind of just screwed out of luck because Kid needed somebody to beat up, and Kid ended up beating up Saki, and that was it. So I kind of feel bad for her. Um, best parts of this match were definitely uh, Nozaki and Takumi's offense. Um, and yeah, I just found I just found the fact that Kid closed like she won the match, whatever. But the fact that she is like the figure of this entire show because she won the main event after wrestling for four minutes of it and getting beat up the entire time. It's just fucking weird. It's it's a it's a slight at me specifically. It feels like. <laughs> oh, that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, look, kid is kid is the you know chosen star of the future. You might as well spotlight her. Uh, I'm just happy that it wasn't Ozaki that got the pin because I thought it would be. Um, Should have been she, Ozaki. You know, she stood aside and let the new guard kind of take the take the pin. Um, I think that Wave needs to needs to pick themselves up by the bootstraps and get better so that they can be the cover of Shoot Pro. is fire and shots all show long. This is amazing. Um, I love it. Um, but yeah, that was... Um, that, that... Oh, I have one more burn. I have one more burn. Oh dear. Okay. The Ice Ribbon Champion got pinned. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. That's Some great. tough L That's there, great. huh? I don't think Ice Ribbon won yeah. any of the matches. I think Asahi was on well, the winning team. Well, Oh yeah, it's Sukasa, yeah. Ice, ice, man. Ice ribbons. The mud. Ice um, ribbons. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you guys went for a long time there on that match. Um, I, I think we all agree it's not like the worst match ever, but, you know, it, was, it wasn't it uh, was It wasn't like, super exciting either, but I don't know, I didn't mind it. Um, I thought all this... GCW exists. You don't have to worry about the worst match <laughs> That's ever. That's true. Oh, Oz, wait, GCW said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Okay, that's good. That's good. Good joke. Good joke. <laughs> um, Ozaki also threatened to beat the shit out of Kairi. Yeah. Which is great. Oh, like, no. she went up to the announce table and just stared at her and was like, this could be you. It's right Ozaki. Now. I, I <laughs> dare you to. Ozaki san, I dare you to fuck around and find out because I, I, I don't think you'd have many. That's a dream time. match and a half, bro. Yeah. I don't care how old Ozaki is. That's forever a dream match. I wouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I was just glad to see that, that um, uh, 
when everybody closed the show, they were all on good terms. Um, you know, even the I know Takumi and uh, Ozaki were kind of sniping at each other a bit, but otherwise, I thought everybody was. This is a nice ending. Very unified. Uh, Nozaki's going to beat the shit out of Kid one of these days. That's what we want. That's what we need. Nozaki getting a big opportunity on like a stardom pay per view to wrestle as an outsider would be really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as Josie Dream Festival went, I thought it outperformed expectations altogether. Like it was, I thought it would be good, but then pretty much every match delivered. Really, I don't know if, about you guys, but I, I, I was definitely came away from it. You know, very happy with the show. I wasn't disappointed. I, I thought that, you know, like a couple of the matches I wasn't crazy about, but I thought it was a overall really valiant effort. Um, it was. It's really hard to put these together because somebody has to lose um, and nobody really likes their their girl losing type of thing. Um, but I think it, it went seamlessly um, in that regard, at least. Uh, and yeah, I thought, I thought it was pretty decent. I, I don't know if I would say that was like outperforming what I expected, but I think every match for the most part was... You know, at least not bad to watch. I enjoyed most of it. Fair. Yeah, I had I had fun. I had fun watching, and I think that's all I was really looking for out of this show. I wasn't expecting, you know, a match of the year contender. I wasn't expecting, you know, something like that. And if you go into these shows and get, you know, a lot of good wrestlers just getting to go head-to-head for once, I think that's pretty cool. And I thought the main event... Even with my complaints, still gave me that. Like, I got to see, you know, Takumi in there. And seeing Takumi wrestle, I I need to stress. I don't know if Alex was here for this. But, like, seeing her, you know, wrestle and have a good time in there, it's always a welcome sight. Because, one, I don't get to see as many Marvelous shows as I once did. And, two, uh, she hasn't been necessarily up to par as she once was so anytime she looks like she did in this main event i welcome it so for that alone it was a win that's fair yeah I, I, me me and me and alex were talking about that uh takumi's kind of in a spot where she is going to give her all to marvelous and she's not gonna risk getting injured on somebody else's time um type of thing considering she's champion and obviously she runs marvelous and all that stuff i think um i don't really blame her for kind of being you know, not only taking less outside dates, but also like just not necessarily performing at a super high level on every single show because uh, she has a lot to lose. I think we we sort of noticed with the yeah. um, with the injury she had last year, it was kind of like Mia um, Momona really had to pick up a lot of slack there, and I don't think Takumi ever wants to put uh, her crew in that position again. So I can understand why she's taking a bit of a calmer approach to these kind of things, being a little bit more cautious about uh, getting injured and you know taking care of herself. Um, and like you said, I think she can still perform like she did here um, on a high level. So uh, happy to see that. I also like that they moved forward a lot of stories. I think that a lot of things will come out of this. Um, I mean, even if it's just the Maria Rico Kawahata match that pushes things forward, I think that's a really good feud for independent Joshi wrestling. I think they could do a lot of good stuff together. So uh, yeah, I thought that it did a lot of good things. Uh, yeah, no, they've they've announced a uh, a rematch as well. Marvelous are doing a rematch for for Kawahata and Maria mm-hmm. um, in May. I don't know if you guys mentioned that already, um, but uh, yeah, I suppose that's our, our review there of uh, the the festival. We've we've been going for a really long time, and we still have two shows to preview. So um, ah, yeah, uh, Scott, you don't have to stick around <laughs> for the preview uh, because this is where Dylan and I stop trying. So. Uh, if, if you're free to go, if you want to go about your daily life. All right. 
thanks for having me. Uh, enjoy previewing. Always a pleasure. I don't even know what's happening on these shows, so enjoy previewing. Near do them. I. Near do I. Uh, I think there's a title <laughs> match. Isn't there a title match? There's a title I have no match. No idea. I Maybe think, the artist so. bought title. Yeah, yeah. Mm, artist, yeah. artist, artist, artist. Yeah, so enjoy previewing that. Thanks for having me, and uh, I'll be back on someday when uh, Alex lets me. Okay, thanks for joining yeah. us, generally. Arrivederci. Alrighty, so uh, we are going to speed through this because we've been going for like two hours. <laughs> um, so the first show to preview is on uh, April 23rd. Uh, this is in uh, the Kobe Sanbo Hall. Uh, this is the Mio Amasaki Triumphal Series 1. Uh, the opener of the show. What a name, you know, man. <laughs> uh, the opener of the show is Lady C versus Waka Skiyama versus Miyu Amasaki. Um, dude, dude, just give Lady C the win. I know Miyu's going to take it, but please. I have to imagine Lady C just... wins. I feel like they, they built up in that tag match that uh, Miyu hasn't got a pin on anybody yet, so she's probably going to pin Waka. I could see it since it's but, her her series. Um, I don't exactly, know. that's why I mean. leave it for night two. I think Lady C should win. True. Um, yeah, either either Lady C or Miu there, which it'll be interesting to see though who gets it. Um, the match after that then is Utami Hashishta versus Roaka. So um, that's that's it. oh cool. wow. Uh, Utami should win. She will win, <laughs> obviously. That's. I was gonna say, what do you mean should? Like she's like <laughs> it'll be really hard for her to lose. But I feel like I remember their singles matches underperforming in the past, even though they work really well together in tag matches. So we will see how this goes. Definitely. Um next match on the card is an interesting one actually. It is uh Koguma and Momo Kogo of Stars against the Queen's Quest team of Azami and Sayakamatani. Um Queen's Ooh. Quest are probably gonna win here Momo Kogo. Yep. Um, and that'll be it. I actually just had this match, except Ida and Koguma were swapped out. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. We, it was the opener of the show. I remember. We enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay, that's good stuff. Yeah, it was quite good. Um, the match after that, then, is uh, the Donna Del Mondo team of Julia, Tekla, and Mai Sakurai versus the Uedo Tai team of Saki Kashima, Starlight Kid, and Momo Watanabe. Uh, this is an Uedo Tai win, I sense. Yeah. Uh, the match after that then is God's Eye. It is Siri, Mirai, and Ami Sore versus the Stars team of Mayu Iwatani, Saya Ida, and Hazuki. Uh, this one's definitely going to a draw. Ooh. Yeah, but sounds decent. Definitely. Um, the match after that then is the our main event. It is the Artists of Stardom Championships. It is Mahime Poi defending against the uh, OG Cosmic Angels trio. Um, I would have Mahime Poi retain and be challenged by stars, but I, I could also see uh, Kozen stopping the record so that, you know, they don't have two back-to-back record set in reigns. I don't care. Mahimi Poi should carry these for the rest of the year at this point, I feel like. like they like. I feel like they're one of the few incredibly consistent trios in, in the company. Um, and that's no offense to, like, like there are good trios obviously like the fucking queen's quest trio and the stars trio are obviously really really good but in terms of consistency you can watch a show with 140 people at it and you can watch a show with 2000 people at it the Miami poi match is gonna be good it don't matter like it, it's they don't miss as a trio really so i, I think they should probably keep it um, also they have that trio gauntlet that's coming up so i wouldn't be surprised if the winner of that 
um, even though that would disqualify, you know, stars because they're both busy. Um, I, I could see the winner of that maybe challenging for the for the trios belts. Um, maybe stars just ch- challenges straight up. But yeah, I, I think Miami Boy should win this. But if they don't, sorry, I know I'm long winded. <laughs> if they don't, I think it might mean that like Knott's Boy's leaving. Yeah, DDM. possibly. Or somebody's leaving. Well, DDM I don't know if they do lose stage, it. Given God's eye is gonna. They should. So. I, I don't think I. I think DDM is where it needs to be. Like I don't think if they. I think if they lose any more people, it would be kind of rough. Um, minus my Sakurai maybe, but <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't really want them losing anymore. So I, one hope my my Himipoi wins, and I two hope that uh, nobody leaves DDM anytime soon. All right, that's fair enough. Um, the next show to preview is on the 24th of April. Uh, this is Miyu Amasaki Triumphal Series 2. Uh, this is in the Kyoto KBS Hall, uh, which I believe is the one with the nice window. Uh, the opener yes. is Koguma versus Lady C versus Tekla. So, um, presumably... This is a bit um, Presumably, Koguma or Tekla will roll up Lady C uh, to get the win. Or Koguma right, yeah. might roll up uh, Kog- Tekla either. No, I say Kogum over yeah. Lacey. Okay. Um, the match after that then is Natsupoi versus Saya Ida. Why not? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, just why not? Uh, I assume Natsupoi wins since she's in the final four. Yeah. This sounds fun yeah, though. It's gonna be good. Really good. Ida Ida since coming back has has been really good, and like we said earlier, Natsupoi is insane right now. So I, I'm actually quite excited for this match. So am I actually? Yeah, no, it's it's one of those where it's just completely random, but it's, you know there's a chance that it'll be really good. Um, yeah. The next match on the show then is uh, the Don Del Mondo team of Julia, Aika, Himeka, and Mai Sakurai versus the Uedo Tai team of Saki Kashima, Ruaka, Starlight Kid, and Momo Watanabe. Um, uh, I can see uh, Don Del Mondo winning here. You know... Micah has been on a streak of, um, well, not necessarily a streak. I've watched 20 Micah matches, and 19 of them have been good. The only outsider, the only outcast, is almost exactly this match. <laughs> so, uh, that happened a few months ago. So, I am concerned um, for Micah's streak in my in my match guide, um, but I think DDM wins regardless. They have more wrestlers that kind of need to get the dub. That's true. Um the match after that, then, is another uh, it's a similar match. It's uh, God's Eye against the Stars team of Mayu Ibutani, Hazuki, and Momo Kogo. Um, hmm. Probably a draw again. Unless they want to put somebody I think over Momo. I think, I think they probably put Sore yeah. over Kogo. Yeah. I, I think they probably want to give her a dub, like herself. Because I feel like she hasn't pinned anybody, has she? Sorry? Maybe one of those tag no, matches, I don't but think so. I feel like it's yeah. I don't even know what her finishes. So yeah, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if they want to give her that. That's fair. Um, main event then of the show is uh, Utami Hashishita, Azumi, Saikamitani, and Miyu Amasaki of Queen's Quest versus Tam Nakano, Shirakawa, Unagi Sayaka, and Waka Skiyama of the Cosmic Angels. Um, Miyu is beating uh, Waka. <laughs> Probably. Oh yeah, definitely. It's the it's the Miyu Hamasaki blah 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 series. You know, it's got it. 
it's gotta be her. Really? Um, another another like combination that I feel like don't get a lot of like main event spots. Like I, I feel like Kozen and um, Kozen and Queen's Quest don't really have these big matches. So I'm interested to see how this works. Um, hopefully, it's better than the away to tie Kozen match. That's all I can say. It should be realistically, it should be, but you know, we'll see. Um. Yes. Um, but that is everything to uh, to preview, and that is our show. Finally, we, <laughs> I didn't think we would go nearly this long, uh, but we've been out of two hours on the dot. Is yeah, <laughs> insanity. Wow. Um, but that is uh, that is that was a pretty big week, given we we had to get Scott on, and uh, it was a loaded cork. And um, we'll be back next week to uh, preview the uh, Cinderella Finals pay per view, and. I don't think there's much else to preview, but we will be reviewing these shows in uh, in Kyoto. Yes. Um, yes, indeed. With that, we should close the show. Yeah. All right. You have to use the bathroom. Uh, yes. Uh, if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Joe. Joe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's fun to go twice as hard as everyone else this time of year. That's why Dunkin' doesn't stop at just one signature holiday latte. So, they made two. Both handcrafted with rich espresso and topped with whipped cream. The holiday classic Peppermint Mocha features notes of mocha and cooling peppermint. While the toasted white chocolate is complete with creamy white chocolate flavor and cinnamon sugar dustings. They'll help you show the holidays a thing or two. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.